Brown's horribleness is basically a whatever. <laughs> we have confirmation. When the politicians keep politicking before you turn to excessive drinking, spend some time collectively politinkering with the show where I don't know, man. Because the truth is I don't know, man. I just I don't know, man. I don't know, man. I don't know, man. I don't know, man. I just going to be laughing this whole episode. <laughs> How are we, my little snowflakes? Welcome back to Politinkering. Here we are. My name is your host, Sean O'Brien. Don't clap. Okay. Nope. <laughs> With me, as always, is our co-host, Sean Faubernitz. That was all Sean. Fair enough. Uh, and Mr. Joey Joseph Bonnier. Hello. And wonderfully with us, we have a lovely guest, the sweetest person I've ever met in my life, Miss Saja Johnson. Hello. Oh, please clap. <laughs> What is <laughs> Sean, you censor her. <laughs> Already. How are we doing, guys? Everyone okay? Yeah. Everyone well? Yeah. Hanging out? Good having man. fun? Chilling out, Maxon. Chilling out, Maxon. Out relaxing, all cool. Shooting, Shooting some, some b-ball. b-ball outside of the yeah. school. Yeah, you guys are really cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, word. It's a nice little rainy Saturday. We're recording. I feel like I should be, you know talking more but whatever i keep forgetting i'm driving for some reason <laughs> i'm getting it's been a while we haven't recorded in a while yeah. um uh, you know i got a question i got Uh-oh. a question as always but i'm gonna start off a little bit different this time usually we'll ramble is and, it about shakespeare no i promise it's okay. not i promise not um usually we ramble like we do the question then rambling and then we kind of just like sit and pause but i have a do it a slightly different this time you do what you want yeah you know why i'm excited fuck it i co-host it's cool um I'll I'll start with a, just kind of a hypothetical anecdote, and then I'll lead us into the question itself, okay? Uh, and now I've forgotten the whole story, but that's fine. I <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, I want you guys to, to consider this story of a hypothetical bartender I'm going to be telling you about, okay? Um, as I tell you the story, um, just keep in your mind at what point you start to – to disagree with him or lose track of where he's at, um, philosophically speaking, morally speaking, et cetera. Don't say anything, but just, you know, keep it in your mind and I'll ask you at the end. Okay. So it's not a doctor. The doctor was a woman story. No, it's not a joke. It's not a joke. It's a, it's, it's a serious hypothetical question. Okay. Okay. Um, or hypothetical story. So as a bartender sitting in a bar, um, obviously like you do. Good place. You're right. (laughs) Sitting there, um, cleaning glasses and he overhears, um, this college student, right? Uh, this frat boy esque type of character kid um, talking to his friend, sort of whispering about Trump. Right? He's a Trump supporter, and he loves Trump because Trump's gonna Trump's gonna make make this world better, right? And he starts spouting these bigoted and these racist remarks, okay, these homophobic remarks, um, and ultimately the bartender can't take it anymore. So he walks up to him and he goes, "How dare you? What the fuck's wrong with you?" How can you possibly hold these views in 2016? This doesn't make any sense. Right? You know what? You need to fucking really check yourself. And uh, honestly, I, I, I think I'd like you to leave. But he doesn't think that's enough. So what he does, is he starts to amp it up. He wants to embarrass this kid in front of the whole bar. Right? And he's like, you know what? Honestly, fuck this. You're basically a fucking KKK member. How, what, what's wrong with you? You racist fuck. You piece of shit. Right? You homophobic asshole. How dare you? 
How dare you hold these fucking views? Get the fuck out of my bar. And everyone in the bar kind of like stare, you know, is starting to listen to him. And the kid goes out, you know, whatever. This college kid, I fuck you. Bartender gets even more pissed off. No, he hasn't had enough. Okay, bartender follows him to his frat house and now is screaming at him in front of the frat house. All his frat brothers need to know this shit too, right? Everyone in the neighborhood, you fucking asshole. I can't believe what's wrong with you, right? Um, he really kind of ultimately wants to change his mind. But he, again, the frat boy's like, you know, I, I can't deal with this. Frat boy goes into his house. Then the bartender spray pays spray paints bigot racist on the you know all over all this shit on along his along the, the house itself okay bartender leaves now the next morning frat boy is leaving he's on his way to school and the bartender grabs him in an alley and kills him now there's one less racist in the world <laughs> okay the bartender caused that so at what point did you start to lose <laughs> did, he, did you get lost there like at what point did you no longer agree with the bartender everybody's going to have a slightly different view as far as what they feel was the right thing to do right i mean maybe it was when he kind of made it public or maybe he shouldn't have said anything in the first place well I mean, you know the kid can just have his views what's what's the problem just be, you know he hasn't actually hurt anybody he just has these intolerant views um Maybe it was when you followed him. It's like, you know, that's when you crossed the line. You followed him out there. Some people listening might even, you know, I hope nobody's going to be with him all the way into killing the guy. But, you know, look, how, at what point are you going to go all the way to to stop this intolerance? And, of course, the irony is the only way to fight this intolerance is by being intolerant of his intolerance. Okay. So it's a philosophical conundrum that everybody runs into, right? And, of course, the question at hand becomes, well, all right, how how tolerant should you be of intolerance? Or how intolerant are you willing to be toward intolerance? Um, but before we get to that intense question, that essentially <laughs> is our main question of the night. How tolerant should we be toward intolerance? <laughs> um, but why don't we just go around the table? What, what, when did, when, Shawnee, when did, when did <laughs> I lose you? Um, At what point did you stop agreeing with the bartender's action? Or did you ever agree with them? Yeah, no, I mean, I guess, um, like, leaving the bar is certainly a bridge too far. Um, I would say probably even before that, um, I think my my threshold is when it affects other people. Okay. So if he's st sitting there having a conversation with his friend and they are both intolerant, bigoted, racist and having this conversation mm -hmm. that doesn't spill over and doesn't affect the rest of my clientele, mm -hmm. then... I, I don't necessarily think it's right to approach them. Okay. Um, but certainly my libertarian views tell me that, uh, you know, you should be allowed to kick anyone out of your establishment for any reason. So that's, you know, um, if basically if, it, if it's bothering other people, if it's bothering me, if it's bothering other customers. Okay. So if, if, if it was too loud or whatever at any point yeah. that he started, he, was, he would have been justified in making a scene? Um, but up, at, but it or or at well, any point, I mean, he shouldn't have asked him at all. Uh, well, the the only scene that needs to be made is enough to remove the gentleman from the bar. So, okay. you know, you call over security or whatever and have him escorted out, and that's as much of a scene as needs to happen. Okay, I mean, the first step was just him going up to him in the first place, just talking to him at all, whispering, "How dare you!" Right. The second, yeah. the second step. So you were you were fine with that. You're fine with him arguing with him. Um, or no, if um. If their conversation spills over. So if okay. it's a personal cool. conversation, then no, I'm not okay with that. Got either. it. Okay. But so even at the very, if the, at the offset. Okay. Yeah. Joey, where are you at? I think we missed 
a small step in there. I think we jumped right to how dare you? Mm, Where is exactly? Why can't I have a conversation? Why can't he simply approach them and, and say, I'm sorry, I'd, I'd just like to ask you guys who you're voting for and maybe we can talk about this or something. Obviously, that seems crazy too, but at least it's a step less than the how well, the, dare you. Well, the remarks were being spouted. That's the thing. He was yeah, saying and racist I, and remarks. From what I grabbed too, he, it was being heard by the whole you know, restaurant or bar, I mean, right? Because they, no. were, they were loud enough for the bartender to hear behind the no. bar. No, it was no? just- It was, it was just... their private conversation and you overheard? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, obviously, I'm like, Sean, I think that- But it was an intolerant view. I mean, they were intolerant views. Mm -hmm. right? They were intolerant views. It's I hard to say what they would have done, right? In other words, how, you know, how- Well, were they, were they using any fighting words? Were they threatening no. people? <laughs> no. Were there people at the bar, like, for instance, were they saying like, for instance, was there a Mexican couple next to them and they, were they saying anti-Mexican things? No. They were saying anti-Mexican things, but nobody really overheard them other than the bartender. It was just the fact that they could vote and ultimately might even, you know, he, who's to say whether or not this college kid down the road is going to kill somebody because of his racist remarks? Well, do you see what I mean? No, that, of that's, I see what that's, you mean. That's I the just think that um, mindset. You need to go into it with a discussion mindset, with a debate mindset, kind of like that we do. I mean, okay. we just go into so it with an open mind. Don't okay. go into it saying, how dare you, for sure. You're not going to win any bees with that. I okay. mean, the whole point is that you kind of... Any bees? What is that? Bees with honey. I was trying to make oh. a stupid expression. <laughs> <laughs> that, I thought, got it. Yeah. It's, it's uh, catching okay. flies with honey, which is actually a misnomer because mm. apple cider vinegar actually works a lot better. Wow. So it's wine, actually. so you, So you... Would have gone up to him, but you wouldn't have said, how dare you? You would have you would have opened the conversation up slightly less well, emotionally. Well, me being the most non-confrontational person ever would never have said anything. <laughs> but the point is that. Sure, uh, more, right. Morally speaking. You yeah. The bartender, I'd be cool with him approaching them and saying, uh, I noticed you guys were discussing uh, Donald Trump. Would you like to. I would just kind of be curious if you guys wanted to discuss it or maybe we could talk about your views or maybe perhaps we can uh, keep an open minded discussion or something like that. Got it. Okay. Okay. I don't know. Maybe it would work. Probably not. They're frat boys. No, but, but it's fine. It's, it's, that's the question. I think most but, people are you know, it's That's where they need to go. Sash, where are you at? <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I think I agree with Joey about mm -hmm. opening a conversation, but I also feel like, all right, if they're close enough for the bartender to hear mm -hmm. their conversation, um, I feel like the bartender can open the conversation, but he can be somewhere between how dare you and why are those your views you know maybe okay. he can mention that he is offended by what they're saying right and express his views right and open the conversation that way um so spe like specify the fact that what you've said affects people exactly it's not just a blind it's not just right. like an open thing of like right okay cool. because it's still like you said I like how oh. we're going like in progressively too like <laughs> we're getting more intense with these guys <laughs> like i should just amp it up i'm like fuck it i'll kill him I'm like, Shit. i'll take it all away you might <laughs> have to yeah because i feel like it, it happens a lot i mean we hear people talk like that we see them on tv talking like that all the time mm -hmm. and i feel like so much just tolerance of it mm -hmm. you know and whether it's affecting people around you or not it's affecting you so if you hear something and you're offended i feel like you have the right to let them know just as they have the right to say whatever it is that they're saying would you go so far as to say you have an obligation to say it uh, like you definitely have the right to say yeah it, you have sure. the right um obligation i don't know i guess it just depends on the person like okay i'm pretty quiet in situations like that but i feel like if it was just at the right moment where i've had enough mm -hmm. i would say something cool yeah I, cool. 
I also think it's different because of the inherent relationship that is implicit in that uh, dichotomy. So you have a customer and you have a representative of an establishment. If you're the owner of the bar, the decisions that you can make are much different than if you're a subordinate employee. Mm -hmm. And if you're a subordinate employee, all of a sudden now you become the spokesperson for that that you know, company or whatever. And that's where we run into those problems with, you know, a whole company gets sued because one of their staff happens to be racist. Mm -hmm. they, and that can be, you know, turned on that employee just as easily. So, you know, there are other sort of ramifications there. I think the situation changes if you are just two people on a bus, you know, if you're traveling to work and neither of you have any sort of um, inherent um, uh, responsibility to the the place that you're at, mm -hmm. then it becomes a, a much more moral decision personally. Okay, fair enough. Um, so, okay, I guess. Oh, and that's the other, I should answer myself too. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I I, I personally probably wouldn't. I don't know where I would go. I, I guess I, w I definitely wouldn't go so far as to shout at them um, and make a scene. Um, I, I, it, whatever they had said might not have probably wouldn't offend me personally. So I wouldn't I wouldn't it wouldn't occur to me to go that far. Um, the why thing, I guess. But I, you know what? Honestly, I don't think I'd talk to him at all. I think I would just hope somebody else does. <laughs> um, really? That's yeah. the truth. I mean, because I could argue with them. I would be glad to. But. It just fucking pissed me off. I don't feel like being pissed off, like yeah. if I'm bartending. I, so, go ahead. How do you feel but, about the idea of public shaming? I know Sean is kind of in, in, <laughs> in, in public shaming. Public shaming in favor of this. There you go. <laughs> because, especially on the road, I like honking <laughs> people. I'm sorry. I like honking people if they're doing something clearly wrong, and I oh, yeah. know they're doing something wrong. What the but fuck does that do, though? It's the thing. It, actually, it changes, it behavior. It it changes behavior. Yeah. I know people, some people it's are very annoyed by that, but I think it changes behavior, and the only way to do that sometimes is by publicly shaming. But do you want to... But, how, okay, what is your evidence that has actually changed a driver's... Well, I know it changes my behavior. Yeah, it changed me. Oh, okay. So when you've, so, so when you've been honked at before, you've yeah, no I've, I've done something so like, wrong why? before, and someone's honked me. I, I haven't done it since. Can you remember an example of what it was? Was it just sitting there at a green light for getting, like not looking up? Yeah, just you know your okay. your level of attention. You know you're yeah. you spend so many hours behind a wheel, it just be kind of comes uh, sort of second nature, and you start to zone out. You start to you know veer into the wrong lane or just do something that's wrong or forget to signal or forget to check your blind spot or something. Someone honks at you, that sort of wakes you yeah, up and reminds you that shit's going on. No, no, but you. that's a different story. That's like it, it doesn't mean you're necessarily doing anything wrong. It just mm -hmm. means that they are they're warning you that something it, something is happening that could cause harm to others. Right. Or in, you know what I mean? It's it's so it's not necessarily changing behaviors. It's just that, like, you've had a lapse in concentration. And at that moment, that person beeped at you for that moment. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if that necessarily causes you to to retain concentration forever. Do you see what I mean? No, but like it, it is, helps you that day. Sure. So that's fine. If somebody's doing something dumb and or like it not dumb, but someone's doing something that is vaguely dangerous mm -hmm. is fine. Or even the green light. If they're just sitting at a green light and it's too long, I'll give them a little like, hey. Like a little love tap. Like, hey, guy, what's up? You know? Yeah, but the next time that guy starts nodding off and daydreaming, he's like, he's thinking, oh, shit, I remember that time I got no, honked No, he's at. not. Well, he I do. Fucking I certainly that. do. <laughs> yeah, I think, so? okay. I, I I think enough honks, you know, kind it's, of it's add like, up to It's like slapping a kid on the wrist exactly. 20, every day for, you know, 100 days or whatever. He's Have gonna, which, Okay, there's a whole moral. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm saying slap on the wrist, <laughs> so I'm trying to make the most offensive thing. I, I, by going straight to corporal yeah, punishment. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but slap on the wrist is the example you give. Right, but you meant metaphorically, not 
actually. Like if you if you reason, no, with the he's kids, into child abuse. Let's but there's know. a difference. You can reason with the child why what they've done is wrong. Like if you've got a if you've got All a kid right, shouting right, at a table. Just, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, What's the question shaming, again? Public shaming was that. We'll but get I back still on think, board. But okay, my point well, is, hang on, Sasha. What do you feel about honking? First of all, about honking. Yeah. I'm one of those who just yell at people right. without yeah, honking, exactly. you know? Like, it's just for my benefit, so yeah. I don't drive upset the rest of the way. <laughs> exactly. Um, I only honk when I feel like, yeah, there's danger. If someone's mm. changing lanes, you know, and they're about—they look like they're about to hit me, I'll right. honk. Right, right. That's about it. You're not going to teach um, anybody a um, lesson. Yeah, Arguably the same know. time you should hit a child. <laughs> From Joey's perspective, I sure. like teaching people lessons. I'm um, sorry. Well, hang on. So public. All right. So let's. And that's let's, why you don't teach kids we'll lessons. <laughs> yeah. But are you actually teaching them the lesson? I guess that's the that's the real question. I don't know if you are. I, I think that you've you 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 might you think that you are actually making them teaching them the lesson when in fact you might not. You're doing this weird Pavlovian thing. Yeah, and it's also because I don't you guys. I well, I'm um, correct me if I'm wrong, but um, I feel like you guys are somewhat more caring than other people. You know, like you think and you're considerate. Mm -hmm. I feel like there's a lot <laughs> of people who drive cars that aren't. So That's they why, get honked that they yeah. just don't care. Uh, right. You know what I'm saying? So I don't think that mm. it's. That's kind of where I'm at, too. Yeah. So I, th I don't think that they. Okay, I don't so think maybe it only works 25% of the time. Uh, so we shouldn't, yeah. <laughs> we shouldn't try? We shouldn't do anything wrong? I think it can. Yeah, it's not that I, I'm not suggesting you shouldn't honk. I'm just suggesting the fact that I don't know if there's enough evidence necessarily speaking that you honking at someone who for doing something stupid is going to change their behavior. Like if somebody put it this way, here's a perfect example of someone doing something dumb, right? They're in the middle lane and and they're going to cut over to the right lane across. Oh, like, yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? They're going to cut across to turn right instead of going the next thing to turn right around. Mm -hmm. They're just doing that and they're being dumb about it. They're being an asshole, right? Now you're in the middle lane behind them and there's somebody in the right lane. So it's arguably affecting you a little bit. You do mm -hmm. have to wait like an extra three seconds for the for them to merge into the right lane. Yeah. So you're honking at them because you're like, you're you fucking asshole. You you, you, don't, you shouldn't be doing this <laughs> no, right a, now. It's right? a continuous honk for the entire time. Exactly. They... They, right. Precisely. Oh. You're just you're, yeah. you're leaning on it just yep. to make them feel like an asshole, yep. make you feel better. That's and you're the fucking honk. Yep. And you're teaching them a lesson. And I don't. I don't know. Right. And I don't think you'd be teaching them a lesson. I do. Oh and yeah. I'm I love the, doing that. Yeah. I'm you the might driver yeah. behind you that's pissed that <laughs> right. you're honking. So yes. That's where I am too. Yeah. That's where I am too. <laughs> Sorry. So we, yeah. I'm gonna. Joey's like I taught him the lesson. So it, it's, it's okay. got to be oh, yeah. done. It's, the world needs to change a little bit. Okay. <laughs> fine. That's fine. That's fine. Um, be so, the change you want to see in the well, world. I guess that's the thing. I don't think it's necessarily. Again, this is still ironically on topic because we're talking about yeah. intolerance. But it's um, we can go back to the kid analogy, right? And even like the kind of corporal punishment thing. It's not just a question of like. T and of course, the honking stuff is is slightly incongruent here. But um, you know, if there's a if there's a kid acting up, shouting, whatever, blah, 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 and you just kind of slap him on the wrist and say, don't do that anymore. You haven't explained to him in any capacity why what he's done affected others. Whereas if you take that exact same situation and you and you illustrate to him, can you look at the faces on everybody, you're you're ruining everybody else's dinner. And you've explained to them the rationale behind what they've done. Um, or why what they've done is immoral in a sense, mm -hmm. um, you 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 might be better off. You know what I mean? Well, so that, it's that's called good parenting. And if you can right. get if you're at that stage already, your child is most likely not the one that is raising the stink. In exactly, the, they're not they're not going to be the ones turning right from the middle section either. And, the, and I understand, yeah. right, I know, but I, that's what I mean. I guess you know, slapping someone on the wrist when they're when they're twenty, you know, when they're eighteen, trying to turn from the middle lane, I'm not sure is going to. 
is going to fix what the parents fucked up on if they did. Um, well, I mean, in any event. So no, I mean, I, I think that that is like a, a microcosm of the whole concept we're trying to to explore, though. So mm-hmm. if we're not even willing to to fix that minor public grievance, how are we supposed to tackle the the larger problems in society? How are we supposed to tackle racism or, or sexism or anti or homophobia, or whatever? You know, sure. how are we supposed to even talk about that stuff if we? Can't can't even bring ourselves to honk when someone fucks sure, with yeah. us on the road. Exactly right. So that does bring us to the next question. Basically, yeah. Um, what is your criteria toward determining how intolerant to be toward intolerance in general? What do you? What goes into factors when you consider that? I mean, the, I, the example that we gave. Yeah. What do you? What do you use to determine how intolerant you're going to be toward someone? Um, my current situation, or I guess, um, you know, like I said, it, it makes a huge difference if you're an employee or if you're just a civilian on the street. Okay. So, you know, if you're in your job, I think you are a little bit more expected to tolerate intolerance. Whereas mm-hmm. if you're on the street and, you know, you're just representing you, then I think you have a little bit more freedom. But Well, take us there. Then how f- sure, freedom, but then what, what – me what personally, into, yeah. What goes into the factors of you me confronting someone? Yeah, I, I would never confront anyone. I okay. mean, that's you know, I'm 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 a I'm a fucking hermit. Like I don't even leave my house. <laughs> I don't want to interact with people, so I'm certainly not going to sure. Um, you know, stare them down or you know, try and. Uh, Let's uh, say you change. weren't a hermit. Okay. Let's say you weren't a hermit. <laughs> Pretend and you you're were, someone else. Yeah, and you <laughs> pretend you're outside. And you were gonna go a little bit to it's like uh, mm-hmm. you know, is there a criteria? Just I mean, put it this way, right? You, you don't want to bother them in a sense, which is the reason that you're not talking to them, right? Um, let's just say that they're inviting of your opinion. Let's 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 start there. Let's okay. say that whoever's walking down the street, you somehow have the magical power to, to know that they're inviting of your opposing opinion. Yeah, then it's they might even sit down with you in a microphone. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that's exactly what it is, though. I mean, it would okay. be an attempted civilized discourse. Okay. Uh, did I use those yes, words right? Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Nice. Um, but uh, yeah, no. That, I mean, that would be the the ideal is a um, attempted civilized discourse. Yeah, a, a discussion that um, okay. you know hopefully uh, leads to further thinking. Uh, to def- define further think- thinking. Um, I mean, you know, it depends on the level of the ism that we're dealing with, but um, you know, a, if. If it's a completely, um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm talking to a KKK member, mm-hmm. I just want them to start thinking in the direction of openness. I don't, you know, I'm not going to solve everything in that conversation, but every step I take forward, it helps the next person that's going to try and, uh, you know, forward that idea okay. in that person's So head. ideologically speaking is what you're talking about from the, the general. Yeah. I okay, mean, cool. Got it. Essentially, it needs cool. to become a, a culture. Like, sure. uh, you know, everyone needs to be involved. I, I, I can't be Superman. Okay. Got it. Cool. Well, in that case, Joey, step in. Where, what uh, is I your will criteria? be Superman. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sure. Uh, what is your criteria to, for, for determining well, within yourself? Uh, there's a lot. I mean, let's just start with threat of violence. So mm-hmm. any sort of threat of violence, I'm completely intolerant of in, in, in any way. Okay. So any ism, whatever you have, if you've threatened any violence at all, I'm not on board. So that just. But are you going to step in? And stop yeah. How it? far are you going to go to stop that then? Uh, no, only if it threatens people I know or love, I would say, um, which is not a lot. Yeah. Uh, well, sure. Well, no, I don't mean, I don't mean how far of their, you know, threat. I, I mean, literally how far are you willing to go to, to stop the, I know, the, I know. their violence? Like I'm not traveling to, you know, Rwanda to stop the genocide, even though. Precisely. I, you know, I, I understand. I, yeah. Even though I okay. theoretically believe it completely, you know, it should have been stopped. Is, right. But 
Uh, I, I don't know. I guess that was probably the the baseline criteria I was coming up with. But I oh, are you going to fight? I, I'll put it this way. I struggle I'll, with this one honestly because I, I was yeah. going to join the army when I was younger. I thought about oh, wow, going okay. to West Point. Um, I don't know. I, I I really wanted to. I thought it was a big deal, but then kind of nine eleven happened, and I started questioning everything mm-hmm. and and whether you know the army was the right thing for me and that kind of stuff. So I definitely. And I wasn't sure that was just like the right way to do the most good in, in the world. That's all I was saying. Even well, sure, but I mean, I, on, on a more local level, would you go so far as to punch for as to punching someone who is threatening to punch somebody else? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I would. You would go so that. Yeah, okay. I'm that. I'm that kind of guy. I would. So you will get go, you will get it, violent it, yeah, in yeah. order to stop their violence. Really? I've known sometimes I've been known to do that. He's from Philly, man. He's scrappy. He's I suppose <laughs> only once or twice. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that. you just seem so non-confrontational. I mean, I, I understand the intellectual argument, but I, there I don't. There are sometimes where you just can't. I realize that I can't reason with people, and hmm. you got to act quickly. Like I don't know. There's there's times where I've just been with friends, and and I've had to just like kind of quickly defend them. I just didn't think twice about it. Huh. I'm seeing you in a totally different light right now, by the yeah. way. Don't, don't think of me like that. I'm still this non-confrontational pussy. That's, that's yeah, I mean, I... I'm, apparently will fight for justice, evidently. Exactly. I told you, yeah. I'll Mr. Super, fucking I started Superman. this by saying I'll be Superman. You did so. indeed. Um, all right, Saj, where are you at? How far would you go? Um, I've actually been in the same situation yeah? as Joey said. Yeah, a couple okay. of times. It's just, I think it's, if it hits home for me, like if it, if I'm personally offended by it mm-hmm. or someone I'm with or even if there's other people around that I can just tell are uncomfortable mm-hmm. I don't mind saying anything mm-hmm. um what yeah. would you say exactly I tell them that they're making people uncomfortable Got and it. we okay. appreciate them to stop have you ever had to call out one of your friends for <laughs> being racist like for something they said like like a really close friend yeah <laughs> definitely I've had to do that too right? it is very yeah. horrible it's awkward it is, as hell. but I mean Okay, this is weird to say, but I've said it to an African-American friend about saying something that was like an inside joke, but still kind of racist, uh, you know? Can you give us an like, example? Towards African-Americans? Um, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, I'll call her out and just be like, you know, racist, I'm right? kind of done with this conversation. And we'll be on the phone. So I'm just okay. like, you know, I'm going to hang up now conversation over i'll talk to you later <laughs> but um yeah it, i'll i don't mind saying anything see something say yeah. something yeah <laughs> something. okay right on my example was um quickly it was jude down some someone mm-hmm. a couple of my friends were jude using down jude down like you're oh, gi- like, like you're gypped that's another one that's oh, for gypsies okay. but like 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 they were you know they were screwed out of some deal and they're like oh that guy jude me I was like, oh, wow. Okay. Let me just have a quick conversation with yeah. you about this one. It's <laughs> fucked up. That's not cool. Okay. Yeah. Well, it, was, it wasn't a, like super awkward, but, you know, I had to kind of broach that topic. So, wait. I'm, so, you you heard that and you talked to the guy. This isn't the fighting situation. No, right? no. This is my friend. This is, God, this is just the, no, this is, this is the friend this is, one where a friend yeah, yeah, said yeah. something. Similar to Shaw's Said Shaw's something kind of anti-Semitic. I understand. Got it. Okay. Cool. Um, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I, so, I, I kind of jotted down the priorities in general as far as what it was. Um. Because I don't know. It's hard to say. Like, I, I try to be as tolerant of everything as possible, right? Um, I don't necessarily know why. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just, I don't give a shit. Well, you don't know, man. Yeah, that's what it is. It's, it's I haven't considered it enough. Um, but, but what it comes down to, and it, it actually kind of mostly deals with our conversations here in general. Um, the first thing I'm most interested in is whether or not your your argument or your beliefs are valid and sound. Okay, those are two slightly different things as well. We've used them sort of synonymously here, but they're they are a little bit different. Okay, um, valid means the form of your argument is is clear. 
and makes sense. Uh, sound means all the premises are true. Um, uh, uh, simple, uh, simple syllogism, like an example would be. Um, uh, Wait, I'm sorry. What was that word? Syllogism. I do not know this word. A syllogism? <laughs> a, an example? I'll just give you one. Uh, uh, so Socrates is a man. All men are mortal. Therefore, Socrates is mortal. Right. That is a valid argument where all the premises are also true. It is valid in form and sound because the premises are true. OK. Um, now, a lot of times we can have the same kind of conclusion of something. Right. Socrates is mortal, but the premises aren't actually true. Um, uh, Socrates is an alien. All aliens are mortal. Uh, therefore, Socrates is mortal. Um Sure, it's valid in form, but the soundness is tough, right? Okay, how did you determine that Socrates is an alien? Um, and furthermore, how did you determine that all aliens are mortal? Um, maybe all aliens are not mortal. Um, perhaps this is being, you know, drafted on Mars. What's the question here? You know, how did you, the, those those premises are not necessarily true? And even though we had the same conclusion, you're you are not rationally justified in believing that Socrates is mortal. Mm -hmm. Okay, so. That's my first step. If your beliefs are rational and sound and valid and sound, we're fine. Well, I, you know, th that's my top priority as far as what you, whether or not your belief is rationally justified. That's all I care about. Um, and valid is the first part. It's funny too because we've had conversations here where, like, you know, I, I've stopped, and we're gonna have to. <laughs> I'm gonna have to. We'll have to revisit a couple of them in general because there, there's there's <laughs> forms that we that we have. There's arguments that you guys have that are valid but not necessarily sound, and so we'll have to. In general, that always goes across the board. But what I'm first interested in is just the validness of it and your conclusion, right? Um, the the second step is individual rights. Okay, so let's say your argument isn't actually sound, right? Whatever you believe, okay. Um, if if I still hold to the belief, I guess, that everyone is is has a right to whatever they believe. They can believe anything they want. It's fine. It doesn't matter to me. Your your right to your belief is fine. Um, whether or not it's rationally justified, again, is number one. So I'll fucking gladly argue with uh, with you about it as far as whether it's valid and sound. But if you are just a lost cause or whatever it is, um, and I don't think there's such a thing as a lost cause, but let's just say it'll it'll do more harm to you to disbelieve what you currently believe. Uh, why would I why would I cause you that harm? Right. And I guess that's the third part. The third part is um, is is the harm to others. Right. So if your argument is, is invalid, OK, cool. You have a right to believe it, but I will argue against it. But if your argument is actually could possibly harm others. That's the that's my next priority. That's when I will step in in that in that sense. That's my next criteria. Like the the okay. you know the, the right to extend your arm stops where my nose begins. Um, that's essentially how I determine how intolerant to be of intolerance. Um, you need a calculator every time. Well, no, it's I mean it's it's, being a dick. Man. It's, like, it's, it's a, I can't. Why can't I get? Listen, this is, what, this is what he does. Why can't I do that every time? I'll like go on this tirade. Chantal's a joke, and I'm like, well, no. <laughs> Thing. Anyway, you're so, in a you're in a mode, <laughs> but there is a conundrum here, guys. Because even as as far as much as we stay tolerant, right? The, mm -hmm. it, if we were all completely tolerant of everything, always, all the time, the real no. kind of philosophical question is the problem that well, there will be people who are intolerant of your total tolerance, right. but yet you have to you are just completely tolerant of them, and eventually they will kind of gain gain followers who are also intolerant of your tolerance, and they will continue to be 
intolerant of your tolerance until there are so many of them that you basically are kind of washed away. There are no longer people who are completely tolerant and only intolerant people will survive. I think it's like a Karl Popper argument. But I think there's anyway, that's the philosophical problem. That's the conundrum. You can't I mean, how to, you in order to be intolerant, you have to in order to fight intolerance, you have to be intolerant in right. some way. I mean, that's what all laws are. Every law essentially is a is a is constructed because you're intolerant of a person's belief. If a person believes you can kill somebody, well, we as a society are intolerant of that view, right. and we lock them away for holding that view. We I are mean, intolerant of it. I mean, can anyone be completely tolerant though? Like, I I feel people. I feel that people try, mm -hmm. but I can't really imagine a person being tolerating every single thing around them. Right. You know, the, exactly. the, the liberals like, of America are now <laughs> trying that stuff. But that's the impossible. really, really left regressive liberals is what I would call no, them. No, but they're into they're intolerant of people who are intolerant. Like, okay. No, they're very tolerant right, right? of those people. Well, no, let's no. say gay rights, right? Let's, if there were people who, who are, you know, Westboro Baptist Church, right? Do you think that the people who are completely liberal are totally tolerant of the Westboro the Baptist Church? The people who are totally liberal are defending them as their lawyers. Well, that, yeah, the ACLU well, is a... Yeah. Do you think that they, I mean, they might be defending them as their lawyers. Does that mean that they, in and of themselves, right. believe that they're correct? And it doesn't matter. They're tolerating it completely. Not only are they tolerating, they're fighting for their right to do whatever. But, okay. I mean, you, you know, yeah. when you talk you about they, lawyers defending someone, though, that, again, that's like a, a part of the system. I understand. You know, you, you don't have to believe someone in order to defend them. It's it's a requirement that someone has to take that case. So there has to be some lawyer that is going to take that regardless. It's not a requirement what, for that specific lawyer to take that case that they choose. Um, I mean, it, it's rather unethical to, to turn down a case like that. No, it, Mark Garrigus can choose whoever he wants. You know that. Right. In the, you know, it's... Um, What's her name? The woman who always, uh, the other lawyer who always defends all the civil rights cases. Allred? Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. Gloria Allred. Yeah. She chooses her cases. Yeah, you, you can, but um, I mean, there you... you... Okay. I, I'm getting off topic again. I'm sorry. I, I want to get onto this because I think I had a problem, not a problem, but the idea that specific beliefs lead to specific actions. And I think we need to dis establish that. And this is kind of a Sam Harris thing that I always talk about. Specific beliefs lead to specific actions. Yeah. So for instance, you, I want to agree be in, with that or you disagree no, with that? I completely agree with that. Oh, okay. I'd say that I think we need to be intolerant of specific beliefs if they clearly lead to specific actions. What is your justification for saying that a belief will lead to a, a specific action? Just by looking at numbers and stats and history. Can you give us an example of something that of a belief that will lead to something? For instance, uh, this is going to start already lead into controversy. Fine, but take it. I'm going to say uh, <laughs> one in the Quran where you have to stone gay people is a specific belief where ISIS is specifically using that as an action. Okay. I'm not saying uh, clearly that every Muslim is going to stone yes, gay people. That's God, yeah, that's the problem. That's Why does happens. everyone always think that the not every game pisses me off a lot, by the way? Well, because here, because what you're you're doing the exact opposite. You're simply saying that if if somebody, somebody could believe that you ought to be stoned, that doesn't mean that they're going to specifically stone somebody for being gay. Do you see the difference? Of course, I see the difference, but that doesn't mean I can be tolerant of this belief. Certainly not. But you're the one who. But you're saying that a specific belief could will cause someone to do this. Yeah. But if a person holds a belief that a, a gay person ought to be stoned and yet they aren't doing the stoning, that right there refutes your argument. It doesn't matter. It's they're still enabling the horrible act itself, even if they believe it. They're, they're, they're definitely contributing to it. It kind of gets us into like minority but, but, report but, territory. But then you I need to rephrase your that. argument. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, I was just agreeing. I probably you. do. Um, yeah. I feel that, like Sean said, if they believe it, 
that's their belief. That's their own personal. That's between them and their God, you know? So I feel like you can disagree with it. But mm-hmm. to say that that belief will cause that specific action, you take that up with whoever's throwing stones. Right. You know? Okay. But what, okay, for instance, let's say... Um, there are just as many they, of those in the other religions as well. I mean, Christianity right. has, uh, yeah. you know, Lot selling, well, I guess that's more Judaism, but Lot selling his daughters to... Right, okay. You know, I mean, that, um, it's... I mean, Stoning gave I people, I think, lot, in the Bible too. I mean, my okay. entire childhood was full of these rebellious yeah, sure. things that I would yeah. go crazy on Judaism for. But that's, that's my point. I, I'm equal across the board for every specific belief that's wrong. I would definitely criticize it. As much as much as I could. Why do you criticize it? That's uh, the real question. I feel like it's important to shine that white hot light of shame on. Um, <laughs> yeah, and um, that's what I mean. See, that's the problem. That's exactly what I'm talking horn. about. That doesn't necessarily fix the problem. What I'm talking about is if you if you can explain and 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 break down why it's irrational to you for you to hold this belief that will do better than am, shedding light I, on oh it. totally if i'm speaking to the person itself i'm not going to just kind of be like the how dare you thing i like i said i'm going to try to use my rationality and stuff yeah but that's what i mean you you were but you are being irrational by saying that a belief causes an action that's an irrational so. statement how is that irrational i just described somebody could hold a belief that stoning someone is okay and morally justified and yet they don't actually do it well then they really don't believe it now do they Yes, they still can believe it. How do they believe it if they don't do it? They, they maybe believe- they never met a gay person, first of all. Maybe they, I mean, first of all. Well, they don't, be- well, they believe it if they believe it. If, first of all, it says from God. Let's make that very clear. Yeah, that they, sure. If they believe in God and they believe that that thing is from God, then mm-hmm. they believe that that's their ultimate task to do what God says. Which is fine, but I, I still don't think, I, I still don't think that you've, you have enough specific evidence to suggest the fact that somebody... How who do holds I, a particular belief? Wait, when ISIS will, starts that it throwing guys off of the top of buildings, you're right. saying that does not it's not coming from a specific because belief? you're going from no, no. I'm, I'm obviously yeah. not saying it's coming from it's not coming from the belief. You're going this direction, right, in the direction from, from belief you're, to action. I don't know why you're hung up on that. It doesn't matter. It can go either because direction it's, because it's irrational. It's not a rational. It's not a rational argument. I it's think it's it the not all rational. argument essentially. I got to think of I I got to think of. And it's not that it's not the not all. You know, I'll I'll break down what the actual kind of logical fallacy is that you're making there. I, and I I don't know it off the off the you know top of my head. But it it is a it is a rational argument. Or it's a it's an a rational fallacy. No, it's not. It's not. <laughs> By saying it's, that somebody believes something I've given you an example where logically somebody your can cause example it. is the not every example. That doesn't make sense in my mind. It it might not make sense in because your mind. You're, because but you're saying, you can agree that there is the someone, case, right? You're saying someone believes that but then doesn't do it, then they don't believe it. Well, you can extrapolate. Well, you, okay. you can extrapolate Joey's argument saying. to encompass the the movement in general. So even if this person is unwilling to actually stone gay yeah, people, no, no, I'm fine they with are that certainly part. perpetuating that mindset, making it a culture that is okay with yes. that, and allowing the other people in that culture to achieve this uh, horrific act. Whatever Absolutely, it might that's be. my enabling Absolutely, argument. exactly. And that was the second part that I was totally cool with. Okay, and that, that I agree with. That's, that's why I was good. saying. You okay, might as long as you're on, you're on board with that, I'm kind of cool. Well, no, I'm. I'm I'm on board with I'm on board with the fact that belief that be, the belief itself of stoning someone because they're gay is also an irrational argument. And you can you can you can ask them why they believe that. And if the belief is because it's coming from God, well then okay, well then what's okay. your justification let's for saying another, God? Can we take another example? Can we take another example? Sure, yeah. Okay. Let's say uh Saudi Arabia says women are not allowed to drive. Okay. Should we tolerate that? Uh no. How, to what extent? I mean, America is certainly allies with them. America doesn't we, do anything about it. Yeah, what should we do what should about we do? that? How should we? How should we? 
go about that? How should we go about you changing? Said, you said we should not tolerate it. Right. So what should we do? Right. As, what, as yeah. a, the what does not tolerating something look like? Yeah. Yeah. Good question. Um, well, again, this goes back into the sort of rationalization of it, right? It, you can You can essentially illustrate the fact that women are equal to men. Right. You can do that with evidence. You can do that with That's a valid debatable. and sound argument. <laughs> but you start there. Right. You start there. That's where you start. That's where the argument begins. And you 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 present them with evidence and you present them with the facts and you present them with what it is. And then, of course, the refutation is, well, no, God says this. And then, well, you say, okay. well, so, then what's your justification? Are you going to do this to the, the ambassador of Saudi Arabia? You're going to go up to him and say, let me explain <laughs> to you what women, women are men in are fairness, equal. In fairness, I'm presenting the point that rationalization, right, is the best way to go about Making the world a better place, changing beliefs, et cetera. I can't solve it right now. <laughs> but if you think in that direction over time, it can begin to solve things, right? That's what I would well, say. Okay. So I don't, so to answer your question, I don't know exactly what I should do about Saudi Arabia right now <laughs> as myself in Sun Valley. In, in LA. No, but, but I know how I feel. Sure. Uh, what, it's okay. So then that's the point. What would you, you do? Then? You could email your congressman and say, stop, stop supporting this bullshit and, and try to speak out against it. Yeah, but it. what if their argument is, okay, well, then my God says that it's okay. Or my God says that, you know, it, all men are created or whatever. My constitution says that all men are created equal. And therefore, therefore, you are irrational for thinking that women can't drive. Well, we could certainly do. We can do, take smaller steps. We can stay. We can stop selling them in all of our missiles and tanks. That's for sure. We can stop. We can put sanctions on countries. We've done it with Iran up to recently. Okay, because of their beliefs. Because yeah. that, that, right? They're, well, yeah, but that's. I mean, that's a huge. I mean, once you get into global uh, um, shenaniganery, it's uh, very deep. I mean, you know, to base an entire country's policy on just one thing like that, um, everything no, is true. is very interconnected. Um, so we can't we we can't just stop selling bombs to to Saudi Arabia because then that leaves them defenseless against everyone. I mean, it, it, <laughs> they have enough, but yeah. Well, yeah, no, I mean, there, but there's there's a delicate balance there. It's like you know anything in nature. If you disrupt one thing, a bunch of other things collapse. So if we all of a sudden decide that we're gonna go full force and it's ultra important that women are allowed to drive and we're not gonna we're just gonna stop everything. That's going to have other detrimental effects that spread out even further. So, I mean, it, what do you think would happen? Um, I mean, you know, once you cut off that region, that I mean, you know, the the conspiracy theory in me is that uh, we're trying to buy <laughs> favor there. So, you know, the more money we give them, the more that they are just complacent and they aren't going to be disruptive. So we let them have this little thing and then they don't blow up the rest of the world. Um, it, you know, it's, it, it, I, I don't know enough about the region to, to make a valid argument other than the, uh, sort of macroscopic view that everything gets fucked up when you pull one thread. Okay. Word. Cool. Saja, what would you do about Saudi Arabia? <laughs> <laughs> I, the yeah. thing is, I wish I was better, but <laughs> I don't know much about the you know question at hand but mm -hmm. generally just from a woman's standpoint and you don't know, knowing that they aren't allowed to drive i feel like please speak for all women right, <laughs> right. Like, i can't even speak for all women and i was just about to say a point is you know um when you have laws like that um i do kind of like agree with joy on the whole beliefs you know cause these certain actions and these certain rules these certain laws really so when you 
I think that <laughs> she's allowed to have that opinion. Why are you so surprised? Someone agrees with me, Sean. I'm very persuasive. I, it's swift between both of you, but I feel like his point was those actions came from a certain belief. I don't think that. Oh all no, beliefs, I agree with that. Of course, you know, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I agree with that. So, um, my point is, it it's part of their culture. Mm-hmm. You know, it, like it becomes their life. It's their reality. It's how they live. And I can't honestly say that I'm sure a lot of women there want to drive, want that freedom. Mm-hmm. A lot of women come here and they love the fact that they can, you know, go to school and dress how they want and do all these free things. Mm-hmm. But there may be some girls there who rather not have that responsibility of driving. There may be some women there that follow those beliefs and that system. And I think that's when it's like, you can't say that. They can still have the choice. They can still have the choice. Yeah. If, in other words, if it, saying that women cannot have the choice, right. period. Is wrong. Okay. Yes. But, but those who choose to have it. Yeah. Yeah. Should be allowed. Exactly. Okay. I think yeah. that they should be allowed. I think that right. should be a choice, of right. course. But I'm just saying that just to keep in mind that say if there was a popular vote, you mm-hmm. know, and they all had to vote on it. I can't honestly say that if they all voted on this law, right. that it would become a freedom because maybe not everyone supports it. Well, yeah, I but... don't know enough about their culture or, sure. you know, about the people there. All I can say is as an American woman, right. I believe everyone should have the choice to do what they do. Why? That's the real question. Why should everyone have a choice? What's, yeah, what's the justification in that? That's because the key. I think it's you're crossing a lot of dangerous lines when you're a human, just like I'm a human, mm-hmm. and you're telling me what I can and cannot do or how I can and cannot live. Right. And especially in a country like America where mm-hmm. there are a lot of options as mm-hmm. far as like even something as simple as like a lifestyle or a career path for there to be laws that um that can alter my decision or hinder me or make me feel like I can't accomplish something I think that's just morally wrong yeah you know I would agree so I would absolutely agree so that's the key <laughs> well the, see see that's the Stop key that's the key is that. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's sort of that's the whole point that I was trying to get at in the first place right with this as far as what is my justification for for you know, the the belief being, you know, for, for being intolerant toward intolerance, right? Number yeah. one for me is the rational belief, right? Yeah. The, the rational argument behind something. That's key. So right. in other words, the kind of stoning, stoning people gay thing, right? It, it, ultimately, the problem, I, I obviously agree with you that they are holding an irrational belief in the in the, in the first place, right? Um, that's what I'm more interested in about. I, I, their action, of course, is my is like the third part where I'm like harm to others. That's a huge problem, right. obviously. But I, but I would, but the very beginning of it is where I stop in the first place before any of the harm. It's the fact that they are holding an irrational belief mm-hmm. is the is the real problem. That's my problem with right. it, right? And of course, the, the reason it's irrational is because okay, well, your, your justification is essentially God, sa- you know, God right. says this; it says this, or rather, God wrote the Quran. You know, the Quran says this, therefore, God says this, mm-hmm. and you ought to obey God. Therefore, that you know, that's the belief I hold. Um, when they might not ha- have any justification for for the existence of Allah in the first place, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the real problem. That's so. The key. At what point there, do you that step in? Yeah, like how do you change when do I step in? Yeah. Belief? 
I step in instantly. I'll talk to them right now about it anytime. It doesn't matter. What is your justification for a lob? You know, for you really will. Will you'll I talk wa- to them? You'll, sure. You'll approach a random Muslim and start talking like well, that. Well, obviously not. Yeah, but I mean, well, if the, if the you're conversation a street preacher now, you're just tackling <laughs> no, people. No, 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 certainly not. The but end I mean, is if, no. But if so, if someone is if, if someone is touting that belief, obviously I'll step in and, and say, "Why do you believe what it, what you believe? What is your justification built for?" In the exact same instance where I'm like, we both agree that obviously it's wrong to stone gay people, right, for believing mm-hmm. that thing. But I still don't necessarily think that the belief itself causes it. And yet I will step in across the board. Like I said, I'll step in once the claim. Has been made, and I've identified it as irrationally. I'll fuck or irrational. I'll fucking step in across the board. It doesn't matter. But you won't honk. <laughs> Honking's not going to do anything. I'll gladly. Yeah. In, in my mind, it's the same thing. Yeah, I <laughs> think too. that when you're talking about people's beliefs, mm-hmm. something that a lot of people are willing to die and give a lot, mm-hmm. you know, for. I feel like talking or arguing their beliefs isn't really it doesn't do much it, I no really it, you're right it can yeah. it, it well it doesn't it if w- they it, truly believe it oh yeah for sure uh, i'm gonna be i'm gonna be honest it did a lot for me uh i truly believed it and i and i and seeing people argue with me and seeing like certain debates on youtube and stuff like that really did change my mind um i i do on feel what? and i think oh, on uh, god and religion okay um but i also think sean had a point earlier when he's like talking gave me the analogy of like kind of pick, sean uh, sorry sean sean fall oh, of uh, the picking away at the belief. Maybe we don't win them over immediately. Yeah. Maybe it's like a vending machine exactly. where you push it once, you have to bend <laughs> it back and push yeah. it again. You know, sometimes it does take a bunch of, of these moments in your brain to be like questioning your own beliefs. And the more you can do that, the better. I mean, that's all. Yeah, I that's the key. I agree. I, I, it's not one conversation. Well, no, I certainly right. agree with that because I fucking said it. But <laughs> the, uh, the uh, opposite view of that, though, is like Brown versus the Board of Education. You know, you have a big sweeping all of a sudden thing that comes in and changes the law of the land and then slowly people start to acquiesce to it and it be kind of comes culturally accepted that we only have one set of bathrooms instead of two um that's actually a whole nother thing we need to talk about is the whole transgender Mm. bathroom issue um that is go for it uh um, well, I mean, I, I know the answer. Um, I was at uh, YouTube Studios, and they have the answer. It's mm-hmm. one fucking bathroom with individual doors for each stall. So it's a, you know, an, uh, not unisex, but all uh, omnisex mm-hmm. bathroom. So you create one place with, you know, hand washing, and then you have actual stalls for everyone else. No and urinals? What's that? No urinal. No, everything has a closing door on it. Um, you know, uh, but are in, there urinals inside the closing door? Uh, no, it's just a toilet. Like Fuck you have it. Fucking I don't home. like it. Ugh, I like, like my urinals. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Sorry. kidding around. I'm kidding around. Um, okay, well, sure, they might have the answer. Why is that the answer? Why? Why should it be the fact that that um, men, women, and transgender people should be able to share a bathroom? Um, because we're at a point of spectrum fractioning, fracturing. Um, so we're at a point where, uh, we, you know, in order to actually be fair and inclusive, you know, the whole separate but equal thing just doesn't work. And we know that. So the only thing is to make everything actually equal and to make things not separate. So other than, you know, having 18 different bathrooms for wherever you identify on the spectrum, we create one bathroom that works for everyone. I mean, just from a logistical standpoint that's kind of the only rational answer okay okay that's fair um what would you say to the claim that uh transgender people are trying to fool 
um, cisgender people by you know pretending to be a, a man if you're a woman, pretending to be a woman if you're a man for the purposes of of going in as a man and essentially raping a woman in a bathroom. Well, that's, that's if we have the omni sex bathroom, then it doesn't fucking matter. Then what you're you going to be there anyway. Oh, then everybody will be there no matter what. Yeah. So I mean that. that well, just can you kind speak even to that? Can, are, do you have any information as far as the facts behind that too? I mean, I'm sure it happens. Happened? There's sick fucking people out there, but okay. you know, I mean, it's probably the same thing as like the razor blades and razor blades in the apples for Halloween candy. Fun you fact: know, it never there was actually never happened. a razor blade in an apple, and there have never there has never been an there, instance there of actually, a transgender person. Well, there, there was an instance of the razor blade in the apple, but it was actually like the parent or the step parent or someone that like put it in there and then called the cops but oh, uh, well the, most poisoning happens from like the, the parents exactly. or the people they know yeah, anyway, yeah. in most kidnappings although I will say as far as I know there is no instance of a transgender person going into a bathroom for the you know and and doing any sexual harm to anybody well I don't think that's I don't the argument. Argument. No, uh, yeah that's, that's not it's, no that is the argument no sh- well I mean think about like I hidden think... camera videos so someone just dressing up as a woman hiding a camera in a woman's bathroom and you know because they were perceived as a woman they okay. were allowed to go there um, you know it doesn't necessarily have to necessarily be a a, a raping or a physical assault. That's fine. But you are that, still, you know, that, crossing I, that boundary. Well, sure. Well, we can talk in a broad, broader sense, but I was speaking specifically to Never the physical harm. Never call chicks broads. <laughs> I think... <laughs> well played. Good I, pun. Give us a fucking... I thing. think that the... <laughs> Sorry, you have to wait for it. Come on. Trying to find the fucking rim shot. (laughs) And now we've lost her. Sorry, Saja, go ahead. (laughs) Right. Oh, my gosh. All right. So, all right. Here's my deal with the whole Omni bathroom. I don't know if I'm comfortable going into a bathroom that you guys can also go into like not you know personally but just a man guys, in general man like in general. and maybe just cuz i'm not used to it but it's also i don't know if it's if i could even say this cuz again i'm not speaking for everyone i'm just speaking of course for you myself are. <laughs> <laughs> just for myself there is always a um a thought in the back of my mind about my safety when i'm with a man regardless mm-hmm. who he is what he does who he is to me just in general. So the fact that now I can go into this bathroom and I can know that while I'm there, there's a, a man who can be in the stall next to me that just puts, you know, a little bit of fear and I would be uncomfortable. So if I worked there, I probably would go out of my way to find another bathroom or make sure that it's Empty and maybe go as so far as to lock the door while I'm in there or something like that, just because I would be uncomfortable. And I feel like it does solve a lot of problems, but for like the old fashioned chicks or, you know, just depending on how you well, look at life and your surroundings, I feel like I'd be uncomfortable. I, I think you might have Perfect. a... Um, uh... I don't know, uh, incorrect perception of the bath, the, the specific bathroom I am describing. Um, the, it would be basically a common hand washing area Mm -hmm. with individual closing doors. Um, not like the stalls that we are used to in America, which, uh, most foreigners seem to complain about the gaps and everything. But there's a door first though, right? Like there's a door and then a common hand washing thing, but then individual stalls. Yes. The individual, it's like, I think she still understands. It's like a row of closets essentially. She got it. It's just a question of in the bathroom in general so i mean the, well i mean at like that, a girl's bathroom right but basically. To, to take that a step further why not um just have individual bathrooms 
So, I mean, if they have yes. one, just one door for one per, just one right. unisex door, no matter what. If one, there's, if there's not, not a door on the hand washing area. That's not feasible. It's not economical. I don't think like plumbing and stuff like that for like major right. buildings. We do the same plumbing. Difficult. It's just a couple of extra walls that need to be added. That's what I mean. I don't Still, think economically yeah. you're going to force businesses to do that. Then the only other option is eight bathrooms. What? Eight? Well, I mean, you, once we decide on the spectrum, we have male and female, we have transgender well, to, pre-op, post-op, we have... It's uh, not that there is... It's not Okay, let, let's, let's take one step back. It's not that those are the only two options. They probably are and they might be, but there is a pretty important question, point that's brought up is the fact that women might feel uncomfortable going to the bathroom with men. Yeah. What can we say to that? Is there? I, does anybody I, I, have a, a a point to that? Because no. it's I'm, I have a very gross. Has point. it has I, it ever occurred to you guys? I just want to bring I, up by a the gross way, point. This is an important <laughs> distinction. Though. Has it ever occurred to you guys? Has that ever occurred to you? Um. Well, I, it's okay, it, but has it? No, no, <laughs> yeah, I, it actually has. No, I yeah, love okay. that Saja picks up on, and says this. And I don't obviously. Again, I'm probably going to speak for all women and get hated on for this. Mm -hmm. But I feel like all women do have that in the back of their mind that slight fear of a guy attacking them or raping them. I feel like that's horrible to say, but I feel like it might be when you're walking down the street and you just see a random totally. guy, you're just like, oh my God, is he- Any it, dark and place in general. Yeah. yeah right? that's, you're just walking through I, a fucking I, parking I, lot. I, I, that's something that I just don't ever live with and I just don't, right. I, and I can't quite understand that. That's literally something you live with. Right. That's, that's why that's, it's an important distinction I to be made. completely get that. Yeah. It's a distinction. And, uh, and I get that fear. Uh, my so go ahead, tell your joke. Uh, sorry. <laughs> okay. Sorry to get go away from the serious stuff. But okay, guys fart a lot in bathrooms, and I want to know. In do they really? Yeah. What bathroom in, are you going to? The ones at our work. They definitely okay, do. Fair are, enough. Dudes are farting up a storm. <laughs> okay. Like, what the my fuck? question. My, <laughs> no, we don't. My question. <laughs> I, I mean, what do you do? Do you not, you hold it in in the stall? What do you mean? You don't fart in a bathroom? I, I, I mean, I can't think of too many instances where there've been like, a, you know, a bunch of dudes or wait, like wait. in general, there's been a lot of farting But a guy in next to you in a stall, he's going to fart and you're just like, no big deal, whatever, he's farting. Yeah. In a dude, stall? He's not farting. This is my he's question to Saja. Shit, well, well yeah, <laughs> obviously there's farts in between them. In sure. my, okay, so I see anyways, what you're saying. In my experience, anytime there's a lot of guys and no women, there's a lot of farting going For on. For sure. I guess but my how question is, should be, you be yeah, exactly. I want to know, are women tolerant of other women farting are they that's your question <laughs> wow it's a serious question <laughs> digging in deep today go for it oh my gosh you are really about to answer this you don't have to you I can know. just ignore and, and, and we women, do. yeah I don't want to because it's so simple of a question yeah. I, I would imagine the answer is yes yeah I mean but do you like really like you're not weird. afraid no, to fart in front of another like girl I well, as a girl, no. yes. I'm afraid to fart for like, guy. As a girl, when someone farts around you, it's just uncomfortable. Oh, okay. As for me, not for every girl again. Sure. But <laughs> it's just uncomfortable. Okay. A girl, you know, female or male. I, I mean, I guess I expect dudes to fart around me just because I have a lot of guy friends. I have a younger brother. Mm -hmm. He doesn't care. Like, it's happened all the time. But if I was sitting with my younger sister, for instance, and she just farted right next to me, I'd probably have something mean to say to her. <laughs> is, it, is it a judgment of her being unladylike or is it just a judgment of her being rude in oh, your presence? Well, Rude in my presence. I'm okay. highly offended by people who fart next to me. Okay. First of all, just but guys, you don't mind because we're just creatures. I <laughs> do mind. Okay. I just expect it more. Mm -hmm. Okay. So yeah. So but, you have less respect for men. But here, 
I do. <laughs> Another syllogism. <laughs> but here's the thing. We started talking about bathrooms. If you don't fart in the bathroom, where else, where else are you going to fart? Yeah, like, that's, that's a very good point. That's I'm why tried, I started yeah. laughing because, I mean, I feel like everyone forgives. You're in a bathroom. Yeah. I guess it's by the way, I've been tainted by movies, I think, and that scene from like, what's it, not another teen movie with the battle shits has oh. ruined my... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, let's just no. move on from there. Fun, fun, <laughs> fun fact before we move on to this. It, at the Magic Castle, there is a button that you can press that makes one one individual lady's stall um, make the fart sound. <laughs> That's what? great. <laughs> so apparently there are like girl magicians who who know that and will kind of like rib. And there's always <laughs> someone in there who's like, you know, really like, I, it wasn't me. <laughs> and everyone's like, it's okay. Don't worry about it. And then the people keep doing it. And it's like, it sounds, she's like, I swear to God, it's not me. I'm not doing it. It's like, there's nothing to be embarrassed about. Mm -hmm. Um, anyway, is that, a, do you have a friend? What What's that? happening? You have, you have a guest? We have to, we have to well, answer this keep, while we're rolling. I guess while we're rolling, we're going to keep talking okay, about Okay, so someone just rang um, the doorbell in John's apartment. Well, we have a fun... Ooh, ooh. You can invite them on if you like, by the way. <laughs> well, we'll see. That's true. We'll see who it is and we can do it that way. Um, so, uh, anyway. Well, it could have been fun. You can ask them on if you want. Um... I had more to say in general. I don't remember what it was. I guess as a fun as a fun little side note that can transition us into one final question. The um, I talked about the Westboro Baptist Church earlier. There was the um, tolerance, or rather, I should say, intolerance. Like tolerance now, of course, is a huge virtue, right? We strive to be as tolerant as possible. Um, it, this wasn't always the case. It actually was a virtue to be intolerant back in like Voltaire's day, uh, um, and many. You know, specifically extreme religious people still hold that view that the intolerance crusades. is. Yeah, exactly. That intolerance is a virtue. Um, so the the analogy goes like this. If um, if you're sitting in your home and you you look over and you see your neighbor's house is on fire and you're you have the capabilities of saving them. Right. They're kind of just up there and you can run in and save them from the burning from the burning building. Wouldn't you be acting immorally by not doing so? Right. Mm -hmm. Um. Most people would say, yes, you are. Um, now, of course, if we broaden that, well, what about the eternal fire, right? Hell itself. I mean, if you if somebody is doing something that will cause them to go to hell forever, for example, being gay, right, from the Westboro Baptist Church standpoint, if you, by being gay, you are going to go to hell. Um, so in a weird way, their mindset, essentially, they actually believe this is happening. And so and the only way to save you is to be intolerant of you and to sort of show you is to honk at you, basically. Yeah. I guess that's the point, <laughs> to honk at you and show you how... How, how wrong you are. <laughs> Joey's glaring at me so hard right now. He's like, how the fuck did you do that? You somehow connected that. Go ahead. Continue your shitty ass connection. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. It just Damn. it just came to me. Yeah. Um so intolerance, intolerance can sometimes be seen as a virtue. Go ahead. Is that possible? I'm sorry. No. Don't shake your head at me. <laughs> <laughs> don't tolerate that no, shit I was gonna say it hit like that point really mm -hmm. hits home for me cause I've been on like both sides of that actually mm -hmm. I feel like um I don't know if you guys know this but like I am a Christian mm -hmm. um and growing up I was told and I also read on my own that a lot of things in the world were not okay mm -hmm. and I happen to have a family member who is gay he's married he has a family and He's the happiest person. He's also the closest person to me, one of the closest people to me in the world. He's like a father figure for me. And when I found out that he was gay, I spent so many nights just crying my eyes out because I was thinking about his afterlife. Yeah. Wow. And it just 
scared me to death and I hated it. And it took me years to accept and just think about love in general. And I feel Mm -hmm. like, you know, like, I think that there, I don't know, I feel like I'd be saying too much, but there are, whether it says in the Bible or whether it says in whatever book you believe um, that things are wrong, you have to separate yourself from that person's lifestyle or what their choices are. So Mm -hmm. if you, like the whole saving someone from hellfire, like I can't change who that person is that's between whatever they have and whatever belief they have and wherever they feel that they'll go. Mm -hmm. I can only love. And that's my, you know, as a Christian, that's how I look at things. I can only love I can only support, I can only be there for them. But whatever decisions they make, that's their decision, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so, Are you still worried, do you mind my asking, if, are you still worried if they're going to go to hell? No, not okay. as much. I just feel like... Why not? Because... She's okay with it now. <laughs> right <laughs> now, no. Do you believe in hell? I... I don't know, to be honest. I know this sounds horrible as you know, saying what I am, but not at this not, table, but yeah. not at this table. You can literally say anything I, you want at this table. The thing is though, I do believe in a better place. I do believe in heaven. Okay. I do. I do. Um, and there are personal reasons for that. that mm-hmm. I don't know if I want to go into, but <laughs> yeah, I, I do believe in that. And I don't worry about him like him anymore, but I've also been on another side where I had friends that were part of a, very like heavily like religious group Mm -hmm. and i was chastised for a lot of things that i was doing and they would try to save me from you know the hellfire Mm -hmm. and i remember crying again because (laughs) i'm like questioning myself like right like who am i what am i doing and am i really wrong or are they wrong for stepping into my life and telling me what to do because people use the bible as a lot of you know like defense for what uh, their justification yeah but it also says that you're not supposed to judge you Mm -hmm. know it also says that you not only are you not supposed to judge but you're not fit to judge who is fit to judge god god right yes okay him and him alone you know and so that's where my that's where i am right now it's still a journey, of course, but that's it's where fine. I am right now, cool. where I don't have that right to judge or to tell them or to try to. I can give them my opinion if they ask for it, but I, it's, I'm never going to take it upon myself to tell them that they're going to hell for what they're doing Okay, and call myself trying to save them. So does that mindset extend to non-religious arguments then? Um, you know, when we, um, I mean, when we talk about, um, you know, race or homosexual, or I guess we are talking about that, but, um, you know, just uh, other types of cultural intolerance, um, is, is that love and let live is still your mindset or since it's outside of religion, is there more of a, uh, a drive to actually, uh, step up and, you know, try and fix those situations Tell them that they're wrong. Yeah, for exactly. I, it goes back to. If you, if I feel like you're causing harm to somebody else or myself, then yes, I will say something. But that I have to feel that kind of energy, you know, coming towards me or whoever I'm with or whoever I love, whoever I feel shouldn't be offended at all. Um, Because 
I just don't think that that's okay. Whether it's for religious reasons or not. Mm -hmm. You know, if someone who calls himself a Christian as well comes and attacks my my family member, for example, for being gay, I will say something. Just because it's that harm, it's that love that's not there in that situation anymore because they're judging or they're, you know, saying hateful things. And that is not what I believe in. Word. Makes sense. Word. I'm on board. <laughs> I'm on board. I guess I'm driving. That's right. Yeah. Shit. I guess I got to bring us home. Do then. your job. I'll, I'll pull us into the driveway <laughs> in some capacity. Um, I don't really know how to close this, to be honest with you. Um, I, I guess our, I don't know. our answer is... Well, I know we could have we could have ended it that way, but yeah, I was thinking, you know, that, we need, <laughs> yeah, we need a little bit more than that because we are talking about a, a very important issue, right? Because yeah. their intolerance at the moment seems to be possibly the flavor of the week um, for some for some factions out there right now. Um, Trump, Trump, Trump. Yeah, but Trump, we, we didn't really Trump. talk about that man. I mean, yeah. we mentioned him in, a, in yeah. a, an example, but exactly. So that's kind of what I, we can go there. We're I mean, dancing we around this elephant there. in the room. Yeah. Well, we, you know, we 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 wanted to have a basis first for all the beliefs, and now we can we can tackle the elephant. You know, and we, now we have some footing yeah. behind it. That's not um, how you take down an elephant. Ironically, he is an elephant. <laughs> <laughs> he is an elephant indeed. Well, is he really an elephant? That's the question. You mean a no. Republican? Yeah. He's a rhino. What's that? Republican and it's a unicorn. Only. Duh. Uh, <laughs> that's not though. They have two horns. That's, they're just in front of each other. You're right. They're fair like rollerblades. It's it's a it's a duocorn. Yeah. A duocorn. And so is every other animal with horns. So it's just, it's just in a not triceratops. Place. All right. Fine. Um, all right. Didn't exist though. Let's we'll tackle the rhino in the room. Um, sure. Uh, so we got we got Trump supporters. Um, are they being intolerant? Are they all being intolerant? Are, are, are their nature of just, you know, supporting him in the first place, is that causing harm? Well, as Joey has learned, we can't say all anything ever. I know. <laughs> Not every you Trump can. supporter is you racist. <laughs> you, uh, you, I, you're, prob you're probably you, right. You can They're say not. whatever you want. But. I don't know. That's not what I was I, arguing against I Joey for. You guys realize that, right? Yeah. I'm not going to move on if, until I, we can understand. I just see an opening Damn and it, I take my dig, man. I fucked up again. Oh, my God. Go ahead. Did I repeat? I'm just sorry. breaking the microphone. Oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> but they're both um, So go ahead. Is there, is there, go ahead, talk to me. Talk about Joey. Trump? Joey, I can see you. Yeah. Just, you just go for it, man. Attack. I don't want to say not every Trump supporter is racist, but I would say that You'd have to have some sort of racist beliefs to be on board with what he's saying. There's no way because every other thing he's saying is somewhat bigoted. What if you don't see it as bigoted? How? <laughs> How is that possible? <laughs> well, you don't recognize it. You, you, you don't you don't see okay. it. You're, well, you're, sorry, not, you're not Mexican. You're so not black. It's if you agree it. with it, it's not bigoted. Yeah, I'm just I mean, saying, do, do Nazis not think they were horrible racists? I mean, Most of them didn't. No. Yeah, right. Exactly. Didn't. That's my point. They don't okay. realize it, but they are. So sorry. <laughs> okay. Sasha, go ahead. If that's okay. One, only one. <laughs> no. I'll now, take, now it's three. Wait, so wait, yeah, what was the question again? I'm sorry. Now you made me nervous. <laughs> it, was, it was actually just a general thing of just Trump. Just yeah, talking how do you about feel Trump. about Trump? Trump? What was oh the first gosh. thing? Okay. Or Trump so supporters. The yeah, first that is thing, I am terrified of how far he's gotten. <laughs> I feel like it's so dangerous. I feel like a lot of, like, general America has this new light shown on them, in my opinion, mm -hmm. as to what they will tolerate. Mm -hmm. And I think it's very scary. I just don't, because you never know. Like, for instance, um, a couple of my friends are talking about how we could be on, a, on our Facebook and we realize that 
there's a Trump supporter in our front, <laughs> you know, in our midst of friends. <laughs> it's one of my and, and it's it's really weird because then we we just look at them a completely different way because, like Joey said, how could you support him and not understand? And I I also agree with you guys as well is that maybe they just don't get it. Maybe they do believe it without feeling like they're offending anyone or that they're causing harm to anyone. But at the end of the day, they should know these things because they live in America. So I guess it goes back to, okay. Right. My second thing is, Sean, Uh how did you feel about um, what happened in Chicago? The rally. When, the rally. Oh, the the most recent uh, Trump closures. <laughs> These guys are both from that Chicago. That was actually yeah. not yes. the most recent, by the way. There have been oh, there yeah, have yeah. been more since, but go ahead. Right. Yeah. Um, well, I assume she wasn't referring Chicago. to sixty eight. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, background info. No, but I mean there, there, there have been more yeah, Trump. Yeah. There was there was more violence at Trump rallies since Chicago. Oh yeah, yeah, certainly. Um, but go ahead. I don't think that's going to stop. But um, no, I mean we talked about it a little bit before. But essentially, it's it, it just you know very reminiscent of the whole sixty eight thing and. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, it was uh, it, it was better handled by the police this time, slightly. So I think that's really what kept it from from boiling over. And if Trump had actually gone ahead with the rally, I think that would have incited even more violence. Mm-hmm. So I mean, in 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 some way, he's almost to be applauded for canceling. But you know, I mean, obviously, it's his fault that the, all of that stuff. Is there it's to happening be, you know, yeah. anyway. So it's, it's you know, I, I he's certainly a horrible person, but I mean, the event in and of itself was actually could have been a lot worse. How? OK, so you said he could be applauded for not going. How do you feel about the protesters? Um, it, it, I, I, I would need you to elaborate on that question. <laughs> OK, for instance. I was watching it on television. I was stuck in bed that day. <laughs> and um, I'm just watching it. And, of course, I'm not for violence. Like I said, I don't want anyone to be harmed, even if they do support Trump. Mm. I would never cause physical harm or mm-hmm. try to hurt their feelings even, yeah. you know, through a conversation. I would just state my opinion and let them see or try to shed light on why their beliefs may offend others. But... As someone from Chicago, as someone who, again, is terrified of what he's accomplished, <laughs> a bit of me was proud mm. of the people outside of that rally who mm. just said, no, you know, yeah, we he can't come here. We don't want this. We want to say something against all he's doing in America. And I feel like the fights broke out and that wasn't cool. But I was so proud of how many people showed up to protest against him. And I, I guess that's the the big distinction that has to be made is that there's a huge difference between a protest and a riot. And Correct. even though both of them can have the same uh, undertones and rationale, mm-hmm. their actions definitely dictate how I view that situation. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, once once it turns to violence, then it's no longer a peaceful protest. And, you know, peaceful protest is what this country is built on. But, uh, you know, violent revolution. Well, that's also what yeah. this country is built on. But, um, you know, it, the basically once it once it turns to physicality, once it turns to um, actually damaging property, right. uh, you know, something needs to be done. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, certainly um, the numbers of people protesting is is 
uh, applauded as well or should be. Okay. Um, but, you know, anytime we see any sort of activation of our electorate, it's um, uh, nice. <laughs> well, <laughs> what do we say to those who, who do support Trump and yet kind of don't don't actually see the racism? How do how, how do I mean? What do I you think, say to that? I think Saja's got a Take good way a to go. History lesson. <laughs> <Okay>. No, <laughs> well, like, honestly, like I'm, yeah. really, I'm really, really serious. Like, find out why. I would look at other P- Trump supporters, mm-hmm. their age, where they live, their beliefs. Mm-hmm. What kind of people do they surround themselves with? Mm-hmm. And then look up some history about where they come from or why they believe the way they believe. I feel like a lot of Trump supporters that are young, mm-hmm. um, they don't know all that he's saying. And this may be, you know, enough for like another episode. I don't want to like <laughs> say too much, you know. We can, you know that's long. honestly but it's perfect. It's, but I feel like, like I said, I didn't like the fact that I saw people fighting in Chicago about it, but a part of me was thinking and second-guessing myself inside because I'm like, when you have someone running, you know, as a candidate to run the free world. With 46%. Exactly. And he is saying things that that can, like... I think it was. Oh, New York, maybe it was, or whatever. 36. All right, go ahead. When When he can say something, Matt. When he can get up and have that many supporters saying what he's saying and just causing so much hatred. You know, I feel like now you're messing with people's futures. You're messing with their rights. You're messing with just what they believe that they can do and everyone around them can do, you know? And I feel like when you're that angry and when you're that intolerant of how much is being done, then, yeah, you may get into an argument that may cause a fight. And that's not great, but... Again, a part of me was kind of proud that there are people who will stand up and say, this is not right because if we let this happen, where is it going to stop? Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's just someone running the country and having all of these things to say that's hurtful and that can actually do harm to communities, which is where it all starts, like the smaller communities, you know, um, south side of Chicago or west side of Chicago. That's a lot of anger. <laughs> A whole lot of anger. And I feel like it's just simmering right now. And a lot of people are very upset. And if it breaks out into violence, I don't, again, not a fan, but happy that people are willing to go that far. Because if we tolerate that kind of behavior around us, then where are we going to end up at the end of the day? You know? Yeah. I mean, it. you know, it's kind of like the the old conundrum of how if you could go back in time, how far would you go to stop Hitler from becoming? Exactly. You know, and that is without the benefit of the hindsight of history, we can't really justify that. So, you know, um, had I been a part of uh, the German populace in 1929. Uh, um, Joey. Yeah. Is it, um, <laughs> don't you question me. I'm, no, I'm throwing, I'm throwing <laughs> the history guy. That's fine. I would have said something that was wrong. So. <laughs> I know. That's fine. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, would I have been morally justified in just killing Hitler before he became powerful? Um, not really. But with the hindsight of history, certainly. 
Mm-hmm. So, right. I mean, that's it's a really yeah. hard stance to take. It's kind of like that whole the, just the um, the dichotomy between peaceful protest and sort of armed rebellion, the, the, you know, Gandhi versus Malcolm X sort of thing. Like you have, you know, two completely different ways to approach a similar situation. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know, first off, which is more effective. I also don't know which is more morally justifiable. Well, how do you balance the question again? I, we'll just kind of finish up on Trump on this. How, how do you balance the question that Trump is sort of an outsider? He, he he can shake up, you know, the the way it is. He can come in and basically run run it like a business. Um, can that possibly, you know, the the idea that he could change Washington does that does that not outweigh some of the issues that you guys have um, socially with him or no? I really apologize, but I need you to kind of well, say I, that again. I, you're, you're, <laughs> like, you're speaking to a hypothetical Trump supporter. Yeah, yeah, uh, basically, it's and, it's, and I, it's tough for us to answer that. But I would say that yes, they do. They can compartmentalize that stuff, and I think they. Oh are, no, I'm I'm saying how would you? Okay, go ahead. Uh, how would I? H- how would how would you answer to the weighing of those two different things? Oh, well, it's just uh, that's another thing that's there. There's like, oh, it's my culture. I grew up with the racism is kind of just like, oh, my daddy did it. My grandpappy did it. It's that's normal. They can totally just compartmentalize that. That's, yeah. not, a big, that's not a big deal. Yeah. If you're used to hearing that from yeah. your father, it's really easy to just tune that out and pay attention to the stuff you like about the men. I said grandpappy, okay. by the way. That was good. We were with you. <laughs> just, just making sure that didn't go past. Um, <laughs> so is it a question of just overlooking it then too? I mean, it's, or, or do you honestly think that they're just, they're, they're blocking the idea or they, they, they are kind of, they I either think they're have to be slightly aware of it. I'm sure it's a mix. I'm sure there's just right. some that accept it and then some that ignore it and mm-hmm. then some that are bothered by it, but more bothered by Hillary Clinton and the idea of a liberal being in office right, okay. that, you know, that outweighs everything else. Uh, unfortunately, at this point in our history, politics is so much uh, fractioned into these two sport teams that yeah. are just, um, you know, a team. exactly. I mean, uh, above all else, who do you support? Are you mm-hmm. a Democrat or are you a Republican? I mean, that's, that's, the the crux of every argument and you know every uh everything that we debate everything that is put up to vote it's always along those two lines Mm -hmm. and that is certainly not a feasible way to run a country let alone a civilization so is trump's intolerance is is the support of some of trump's of trump's oh sorry is the intolerance of some of trump's supporters uh harmful to to the, the future of the country I say no. I'm not worried about them. I mean, it, why? I just they're to me. I know this sounds maybe naive. I feel like they've always been there, and I'm not quite. They just happen to have a spokesperson right now who happens to be very famous and been on Celebrity Apprentice and can draw a lot more people than the usual normal racist demagogue. Okay. So I, I just happen, it happens to be that he's getting like 35%. And he happens to also be running in a time when the Republican Party is completely splintered and they're morons too. So they just don't know how to run their own party. And it's a- The com- Republican- the Republican Party. Okay. The Tea Party. And it's a culmination of all the splintering and that kind of thing. So he came mm-hmm. around at the perfect moment. It's a perfect storm kind of thing. And I mean, I, I always knew that there was- a good 25% of this country that was holding these beliefs. So I'm not quite that nervous about it. I still don't think he's actually going to win any sort of general election. So I just don't think it's, it's economic, economic, it's, it's electorally possible for him to actually win the election. Mm-hmm. So I'm, again, I'm not scared. I, but I totally understand Saja's fear about this stuff. And especially if I was a uh, Mexican or Muslim or whatever, I would definitely feel, especially if I was like an immigrant and I felt, especially uh, if you were a whatever. 
Yeah, those yeah, whatever. people, those poor whatevers. Those, <laughs> those, those non-starbelly by... sneeches. <laughs> <laughs> they get shat I love how you guys all Is got that... that reference, except Sasha. <laughs> It's a Dr. Seuss book. <laughs> Wait, I just found out, by the way, Dr. Seuss is a horrible person. Is that the deal today? Someone told me this. Uh, yeah, I think, yeah, I think so, so yeah. actually. I think I vaguely remember that. Okay. I we'll think have to that, that later. Whatever the fuck. Yeah, I, I think he's like an anti-Semite or something Yeah, I like believe that. that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. Ah, great. Yeah. And yet the star belly sneeches. Kind of a weird, <laughs> kind of a weird conundrum. It was a five-pointed star. You're right. It was, actually. Was it? I have no idea. <laughs> uh, yes, Was it, it was. yellow? Uh, no, it was green. The sneeches were yellow. Okay. <laughs> Did it say Yudin in it? They had stars. <laughs> no, they had stars upon stars. But getting back to uh, the, the Trump thing real sure. quick, um, I really don't think that he actually believes the a lot of the racist crap that he's spouting. Um, I I think he's essentially Larry the Cable Guy of politics. Yep. Um, he found something that happened to resonate with some people, and that all of a sudden became his base because he was saying something that no one else was saying, but all of these people were saying around their dinner table and you know whispering to their friends. Um, I don't necessarily think that he has these the racist views. I think he just you know found that pocket and is exploiting it to whatever he can you know i think he's just a a maneuvering businessman that found the right place so it's like a hipster joke gone wrong kind like of a, like yeah. a racist hipster joke gone well, wrong. i mean trump basically. is essentially a character of himself okay. he, he's not a real human he's he's playing trump okay. and so okay. i i think he's just you know doing what he thinks this character would do and and you know you throw a bunch of crap at the wall and something sticks you, you keep hammering it mm -hmm. okay. and you know that's just especially with the media cycle that we have, mm -hmm. it, it's it, it's resonating because they're allowing it to. Because he says something inflammatory, then everyone covers it. Then he gets free media mm -hmm. out of that. And so he is running a campaign completely different than anyone else has. And he's actually doing it cheaper than they ever have before mm -hmm. because he's getting all of this free publicity because he just keeps saying outlandish it's bullshit. Crazy shit, yeah. yeah. And of course, I, also, we have the most recent misstep that he had uh, just before, I guess it was oh. Wyoming. Did want to talk the, about this? You did want to talk about. I this. did. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, yeah, I assume you were talking about the abortion thing, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, I saw your post, and I assume you're agreeing with me then. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, or, yeah, or that's you right. were sarcastic. Okay, that's right. I forgot about but, this. That's um, right. Explain your post. Then. Yeah. So I forgot. Oh shit! Do, uh, do you go ahead? Okay. Or so, I guess I should probably say what I posted, but I don't. Um, think, whatever. Well, you're in the mood. You're, you're on a roll. Go. Yeah. Come. All right. So the, the, essentially the deal was uh, Trump got cornered into uh, a question about abortion. And the question was essentially, if abortion is illegal, should there be any sort of um, uh, penalty for the woman? And he said, yes. And to me, intellectually, that is a sound argument. <laughs> um, if something is illegal. It is valid. It is not necessarily oh, sound. Good. Yeah. Uh, redefine. Go ahead, continue, and we'll, I'll get there. Okay. Um, I didn't mean to cut you off, I'm sorry, guys. No, I mean- Valid so, is rational, sound is premise. Okay. So, so that it's, right. it's rational, but not a good premise, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, well, either way, I mean, as with pretty much any laws in this country, if something is illegal, anyone, a party to that crime is going to face penalties. So if we are going to have an abortion, yes, the doctor should be in. I mean, if we're going to say abortion is illegal, mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm pro death. So of that's course, a whole right. fucking uh, different thing. Oh but it, it's, <laughs> if we are going to go as far as say, to say that something is illegal, then anyone participating in that illegal act should be involved in the punishment. Right. Um, you know, I would even extend that as 
as far as to to punish the father that was involved in that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, th- not saying that I agree with that, but I, I do think that it is logically a sound argument, especially if you espouse that view. Yeah. So so yeah. Let me jump in. It's the um the, the or I guess I wasn't really jumping in. You had stopped. Yeah. The, <laughs> um the. The Republican, or at the very least, the pro-life movement, essentially, um, has shifted to saying that the woman is a victim in this, right? So that the 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 abortion issue, the doctor should be punished, not the woman, and of course not the man. Why would we possibly do that? Um, which, uh, of course, so my my basic Facebook Facebook post was specifically that, right? I mean, uh, um, in defense of Trump's logic, essentially, is what I said. Yeah. Um, if if the woman. If the woman is a does perform, you know, has an abortion and is a criminal, and criminals should be punished, then should the woman shouldn't the woman be punished? I mean, you're right. Trump's Trump's argument was absolutely valid. It was mm-hmm. completely valid, and it exposes the sort of ir- irrational thinking that that those who are pro life are are performing by saying that the woman shouldn't be punished. If you are pro-life, yeah. you you arguably have an obligation to say that the woman ought to be punished, which exposes the fallacy, right? Yeah. Um, and that's where that's where the 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 soundness of the argument falls. It is a va- it is valid in form, right? Mm-hmm. All criminals all criminals ought to be punished. Abortion is a crime. Therefore, someone who performs an abortion ought to be is a criminal. Anyone and a party to an anyone abortion. who anyone who is a party to an abortion is a criminal, and therefore anyone who's a party to an abortion should be punished. Right. Mm-hmm. That's the syllogism there. Sure. Um, uh, and and sure, it's valid in form, but it's not necessarily sound because the 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 premise that's wrong there is. Um, anyone who performs an or you know anyone a party to an abortion is a criminal. That's the problem. If it is illegal, of course they are a criminal. Right, they right. are a criminal. Yeah. But but you know, and of course, so then the step up there is, you know, whatever it is. Well, you know, well, yeah, I, that we we already all dived or er, delved into the the world oh, yeah. of hypothetical. Like right. you know, you're you're already taking that step, assuming that we live in a world where abortion is illegal. Right. So you know, ipso right. facto. And in many ways, by the way, they are basically punishing women now. Oh, they, they are in well, many states. Exactly. They're making it. Yeah. They're making it harder and harder to get abortions. They're they're moving farther and farther away. There are sanctions. It's harder and harder to get contraception. What about they just like the simple public shaming and the cultural shaming that goes on for a woman? I'm less interested in that than I am in the actual harm that the states are performing. Uh, are that's this, that's the real. Wait, issue. are states actually? Do- yeah. Which ones? They're closing down abortion clinics. So Mississippi, of course, was the one of the biggest ones. Texas had a huge problem with it. I think Tennessee. I want to say Tennessee. I I don't have the figures in front of me, but I think um, I heard something like there's like four left in Texas. So no matter where you are, you got to drive. There are people who have to drive. Yeah, several hundred miles. Makes me feel so happy. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Sasha, anything? Sorry, we've been we've been spouting around Trump's logic. As long Um, as we're talking about women, we might as well. Right. Um, Do Do I agree? Do I mean, obviously what she yeah. said, I mean, it's true. Hypothetical world, you know, um, where, you know, if it is illegal, they did commit a crime. Everyone, doctor, female, male. But I don't know. I mean, this wasn't even part of the question, but it makes me think of, okay, what about a situation where this girl was raped? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, Cruiser goes so far as to say that they are, that they still should have to bring the baby to term. Is he the one that said that they can shut off their body when they're raped so they don't get pregnant? No, No, that wasn't Cruz. Do you remember who that was? I forget. That was another Republican. Yeah. 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 Wasn't like Lindsey Graham or something like that? Mm -hmm. I feel like it might have been Lindsey Graham. Yeah. Sorry. Women's bodies are a way of shutting down. Yeah, I think that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Sasha. Go ahead. 
Sorry. <laughs> Sarah, I'm you extend feelings over here. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just gonna say. I mean, yeah, technically, it's right. If it's if it's a crime, then that's the punishment. But there's, I mean, it's just. <laughs> It should never be that situation where it's yeah. illegal. Mm-hmm. It's just my point, and that's why I'm upset. You know, because honestly, honestly, if if that's a crime, they should be punished. Why well, isn't but, it a crime? No, I don't think. It's I don't crime. think. I think. But again, yeah, for even those other, even if it was a crime. Well, that I mean, that's, that's hard to divorce yourself from. Line? Like, yeah, I, hang on, slow what? down, slow down, slow down. We're gonna get to that. Sorry, that's, no, don't be silly. That's <laughs> yeah. very important. I jumped the gun though. Yeah. it's fine. Go ahead, Sash. I was just going to say that, I mean, logistically, it is true. If if it does become a crime, then, yeah, the law says... No, no, sure, but why isn't it a crime? Why don't you think it's a crime? Why don't I think abortion, abortion is a crime? Or, or rather ought to be. Because, okay, here's... Honestly, I don't agree with abortion. I know girls mm-hmm. that have done it, and I told them i would not go to the clinic with you Mm -hmm. and support you while you do this because Mm -hmm. i don't agree with it and i feel sad inside and all i'm gonna do is cry the whole time and Mm -hmm. make you have a horrible time (laughs) so i try to should it be a fun experience (laughs) well it shouldn't be worse you know because like you know whatever usually when women make that choice it's not just because she oops and got pregnant this is you know i don't have time for this let me get rid of it Mm -hmm. i mean i'm sure there are some women that do but most of the time and most of the girls that i know that have gone through this there were a lot of bigger questions at hand Mm -hmm. there was a you know and it just didn't seem right for them to do it and it usually boils down to whether relationship issues family issues financial issues they just didn't see this life being okay and they also couldn't see themselves giving the baby up so it was a lot of personal and whatever their immediate surroundings were and again i can't speak for them that was how they felt and i don't have the right to tell them that they can't do it i can tell them that i'm sad and i feel like it's unfortunate so that's the key even even though you were necessary even though you don't agree with them it is still it's still their decision so for the ones that i knew that were very close to me i told them you know you're doing this and i get where you're coming from Mm -hmm. but i honestly don't see that as good enough a reason to take that life so you're you know you are pro-life but you're not anti-choice that's the key in a weird way, right? I know the, the the phrasing has been bastardized now because you are because you are because you are pro choice, obviously. Pro life yes, and right? pro death, please. <laughs> there you go. Wait, it's not no, it's so anti choice. That nightmares with that phrase. <laughs> That's the key. It is, is anti choice. It is not pro life. It is anti choice. It, it seems like you keep saying that you don't want to convince your persuade your friends to right. have, to either either way. But then well, again, not persuade because I'll have a. I'll have a conversation with them and, but you know, ju- give my points of why I feel like this can still, they can still have this child. Yeah. But you're not going to physically but stop I'm them. Not gonna but I'm not going to say said- that I hate you, you're horrible, you're going to hell, you're, you know, like all these other things. But would you things. say abortion is wrong to them? Morally? I, or oh, Would you feel, I don't I know. I can't you feel speak for the, I mean, yeah, I can speak for, <laughs> in my opinion, I feel that abortion is wrong. But would you say that to them? 
I would say that I don't agree. I think it's wrong in that case. And there are some situations that I've heard of that I would actually say if I was in that situation, maybe I would. Right. You know? Yeah. You know, but it'd have to be a very, very specific, very, very horrible situation for me to be in. And that's Mm -hmm. why I feel like I can't just say that it should be illegal. Right. Because you never know the circumstances. And if it's in her body, she should have the choice. And to be clear, I don't think you're I think you might be generalizing too much. I don't think you think that abortion across the board is wrong. I think that you think unjustifiably killing killing or stopping your pregnancy mm-hmm. um prematurely. Yeah. Um um can be immoral in some instances. Right? Yes. Because I, I don't think you just think across the board that having an abortion is wrong, do, or do you? I mean, sure, killing in general is wrong. Yeah, killing in general. Killing is in wrong. general is wrong. And Sean, that's <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. It's just moral relativism. What did we decide? Not more. We we talked about that before. We we talked about we talked about moral justification. There you go. That's why I was specifying yeah. the fact that okay. there are instances that that a person might be morally justified in making that choice but you know what even though you you could even argue that there that there isn't you could even go so far as to say that you you don't think so and you think that in all instances no one ever has a moral justification in committing the abortion however the implications to personal autonomy and your ownership over your own body far outweigh the um that element of right or that immorality of of killing or or even taking it to take it to a place where someone can tell someone else that they can't is my problem with it that's why i feel like yeah it's her body she has a choice but personally sure i don't think it's right i do it's the moral thing right have we ever done have we ever done the 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 parable of the violinist on this show i can't remember doesn't sound familiar it's judith jarvis thompson i believe wrote it it's an old philosophical uh conundrum and not really conundrum but it's a point yeah really I'm not dropping. I don't think anybody <laughs> fucking knows who it is. I'm just what trying to remember who wrote it. Jarvis Jasper? Judith, Judith, Judith Jarvis Thompson, I think. I haven't thought about this in forever. Um, basically, she postulated the idea that, um, so let's say you're in a car accident. You wake up and next to you is a famous violinist, right? Um, and you, your vital organs are attached to his vital organs. It was the only way to save him was to attach you that way, right? Hmm. Um, now he is a fa- world famous violinist, and you, by you know, if you detach this, if you detach yourself from him, he will die. He will die, and you will be depriving the world of this famous, beautiful music for you know forever. And you're going to be you know hurting his family, every every, and the you know the his future family, his kids, everyone that is connected to him. You will be hurting them. Um, do you have a moral obligation to to wait until he has revived and is kind of well enough for him to be be himself or do you or, or do you not have a moral obligation to keep him alive <laughs> that's basically the question i don't see what the violinist and has to do with this to be be because the point to... is if you kill a child they could end up becoming mozart that's that's yeah, the point of it but then that's you not... have to add is it i mean if the question is only about morals and that's one thing but if it, if someone tells you that because this person is so talented, because mm-hmm. this person has, you know, in some cases they could even go as far to say a better life than you, can, like, do you have to stay attached to that person? For someone to be able to tell you that you have to share those organs, that's a problem. Right, exactly. But that's the key. morally... <laughs> 
Be that's a strong morally. Yeah. Look, look, morally, right. you, you well, the, that's why it's pro-choice. You if you yeah. if you decide to hang out there for nine months and allow him to basically come to term and live again, I, I think you're doing, yeah, you know, you're doing society a benefit. It's fine. Yeah. It's it's a good thing. It's all good. Fine. That, but that is your choice. But you have no moral obligation. Thompson at least argued, and right. I would agree with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. You have no moral obligation to connect to keep yourself connected to it. Yeah. Joey, what were you going to say? I'm sorry. Man. I actually kind of think there might be a moral obligation to oh, keep okay, yourself connected. Yeah. I just think he, he, he's going to die if you don't. So well, I guess I you're see, killing him. Actually. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Okay. My so sticking I, point what is would your, be that so you are What's the moral obligation? To stay nine months and wait till he comes up alive. No, no, I'm saying why is it? Why do you have a moral obligation to keep him alive? Because he's another human being, and we have an obligation to try to do our best for other human beings. If they're, especially if it's as simple as just not doing anything, will keep him alive. Right, but yeah. it also means that you lose your life for nine months. Right. So you. Sorry. But then. Well, that's not necessarily <laughs> the easiest thing. Yeah. Like I couldn't just stop working for nine months. Like I, I don't if have you, the ability but you to. Able, to me, I would, like the idea of living with the guilt of some killing another person is way worse than chilling for nine months. Well, sure, but should it? But but then, should there be mandates for you to to have to stay connected to him? Maybe because not. It's, but it's, you it's, said it's, moral obligation, which well, is that's slightly what, different. Well, that's how you determine laws, right? Whether or not it's morally right or wrong. If you think that it is actually morally wrong. Sure, not always, but, but for I, the most part, we try to make laws as close to being morally justified as yeah, possible. Yeah, but that, so across the board, case, it's tough to say that. I would I would argue it's tough to say you have to do this. You have to do that, like right. Saja said. But I think that it is definitely morally obligated to do. Just because he's another human, he probably would do the same for you. Well, not necessarily. Nah, yeah, well, here's the, <laughs> to, here's the, here's well, the point to this, though. To I, me, do, real quick, the big sticking sure. point there is the fact that you were unconscious when you were hooked up. Okay. Um, yeah. If this was a conscious decision, I do believe you have the the moral um, obligation. Uh, obligation to continue with that. Okay. Um, but if it's something that happens uh, with, outside of your consent, um, I, I don't think that that is a moral just, you know, it's not incumbent upon you to save everyone in the world. And just because you are, uh, you know, able to save this one person, I don't think it's always your responsibility to do that. Well, before we get back to Joey's point, the the what if half what if you it was your decision to connect to mm -hmm. the violinist so he wouldn't die halfway through it find you find out that the violinist is going to be brain damaged and is going to basically be a vegetable for the rest of his life. Mm -hmm. Do you still have a moral obligation to bring the violinist to term, or would it be okay to pull me, the plug? Me personally, I'm cutting that shit off. No, that's, that's not what I said. It's yeah. a moral obligation. Do you have a moral obligation to it? I don't think so. Well, I Why mean, not? again, that uh, goes into the whole quality of life and uh, euthanasia and sort of thing. Yeah. You know, if he's going to be a vegetable his whole life, I'm of the opinion that it's better to. Okay, so your moral, your your initial moral obligation is null and void because of the fact that he now because of, there's this new element be, of yeah because the outcome of is quality changing. of life. Well, yeah. quality okay. of life just went from here to oh, I understand, the way I understand, yeah. but he started. I, off, he, I agree with Sean even on there. Well, obviously, I do too. The question is whether or not it was valid and sound, right? The the, the he started off by saying you. You are under a moral obligation to bring it to term, right? And and basically because of the fact that it was your decision. And I postulated the fact that, okay, it, it was still your decision to do it. Then halfway through, there's this other thing. Are mm -hmm. you still under that initial obligation? And mm -hmm. he said, no, because something else outweighs it, and that is quality of life. Yeah, which brings point. us back to your point, which yeah. is you do have to weigh. You might be under a moral obligation to bring it because of the fact that they are a beautiful, uh, you know, the world-famous violinist. But what you need to weigh is the right to your own personal autonomy. You're now giving up the right to personal autonomy. In other words, the same argument could be made that somebody could come and tattoo you 
um, you know, just because they're a world famous artist and the, and their and their art essentially is allowed across the board will always be there. It's kind of a bad analogy, but yeah. or a false analogy, one hundred percent. But how, I guess that's the real question: How do you balance that? That problem, right? So you you might be under mm. a moral obligation to provide world. Oh, you're a music guy. That's what happened. You were just like, <laughs> no, music losing. Well, sorry, okay. Uh, here's what I first so, thought. Yeah, yeah. So how do you? I'm kidding. Uh, around. Honestly, actually, my first thought was that violin didn't matter. But then my second thought was that it'd be a great Farley Brothers movie where the guy who's attached to him <laughs> learns violin and he becomes the next world's greatest violinist. And when the guy wakes up, he steals his talent and you have to be just like Gallagher, too. Yeah. Sean, you're the writer. You can do this. Right? Yeah, I know, oh sure. Gosh. I don't know if I could do that, but <laughs> make but, it good. But still, how do you but 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 still, how do you answer that? How, how are you able to balance the, the loss of your own personal autonomy? I mean, you are losing that. I what I thought of actually when you said that about the nine months and the different months, I thought of the of a, of an autonomy loss of autonomy in the army or or serving your country, whereas you're you're not quite you're 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 deciding right. I'm gonna you know sign away certain parts of my life here for the next few months or years, all in the name of trying. So in a utilitarian sense, a kind of greater good. Yeah, element, I think you're that arguing you are that. making some people do make the sacrifice of a certain amount of time to for the greater good, and to me, but then does that hold up when there's a draft? Keep in mind, keep in mind, it's it's hard when you say it's hard when you keep saying some people because that negates the idea of a moral obligation. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I see what you're saying. Because it's still the choice. But 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 your your justification in that sense, it sounds like at least is is utilitarian in a way, right? I mean, you're you're basically providing happiness for millions of people in the future. I think, and you are arguably under an obligation to to provide that for them because simply it's just your happiness. You're being selfish to by by cutting them off in that. I, I kind of view it in a weird global sense of time. Like everyone's got a certain amount of time on this planet. Like, you know, for me, sacrificing a, a small amount of time so this man has years of time feels like a global cosmic trade-off that needs to happen. Okay. Um, maybe that's strange of me to say, but I, I don't know. I feel like well, there is this cosmic amount of all of us have a certain amount of time on this planet. That's kind of why I, I don't know. So now, but if I'm, we go back to the element of abortion, then how how are you able to continue? Yes. Sorry. What, go ahead, Sasha. <laughs> I'm like itching over here. No, Jump I want Joey to finish. I'm done. I'm done. Go ahead. Are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So going back to abortion, I feel like if this was, you know, a situation that we were comparing to a woman carrying a child, I feel like there are a lot of points that don't they they don't even come in. close yeah. because. You said you wake up next to this man. All right, he's a violinist. Mm-hmm. He's already accomplished. He's lived a life. Mm-hmm. He's hanging on to your organs, but then you say nine months. When you're talking about us, you know, that's... What do you mean by us? Females. Women, okay. Okay, sorry. Women. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> when you're talking about women um, sharing their organs, sharing their body with something for nine months, that only goes to birth. And there are... I can, I mean, you can argue, arguably say that there are only a few women who will carry a child for nine months and have no attachment, no feelings, no, nothing to affect her life afterwards. Mm -hmm. So that's another thing. I mean, if in the story, if we're sharing organs with this violinist and he gets to go along his way, live his life after those nine months, that's not the case when you're talking about a child. (laughs) Mm-hmm. So I feel like even if you do decide to give the child to a family, right, another like family, like, yeah, and give it up, you still have to deal with the thought, you know, of what, what 
is that child doing right now? Are mm-hmm. they safe? Could I have given them a better life eventually? Mm-hmm. Am I wrong for separating myself from them? Will I ever, you know, show myself to that child? You know, how how will I look at, you know, my future pregnancies? Do I want another child knowing that I gave up a child so once it, before? You know, it's just all these things that you have to live with for the rest of your life. So it's not like loaning anything. It's right. a final definite decision. And that's so the, where... So in other words, you're saying the emotional arguments, the, the emotional arguments or the emotional aspects of this are not in play in this. Exactly. In this and, and therefore, I feel like those are the biggest situations and those are the things that no one can control. And those are that's why it should be. That's why it shouldn't be illegal, because it's her choice. It's her dealing with all of this. Mm-hmm. And I also think that 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 story, the violinist just doesn't apply in I in my mind, I just can't compare it to that because it's wow. completely different. I, I agree with her. I don't can't apply it for, yeah. for other reasons, though. Um, mostly because to me, and this is obviously pro-choice argument, is that I just don't think that baby or that embryo is a person. I just don't equate that at all with a, a, an actual violinist. That's an actual person. Mm-hmm. I just don't think once they get once they step out of into the of the womb into the world, yeah, they're a person. But I mean, and and there's no abortions after the first trimester. First trimester. So we're talking the first three months here. So I don't equate the first three months of an embryo at all with even close to it. And they haven't developed a brain. They don't have a consciousness. Well, I think it's second trimester, actually. But Maybe yeah. second. Well, but yeah. So I mean, I guess the, the, yeah. the problem is that you said that you don't equate that embryo to a child. Why? It's not. Right, but not, what is your justification for saying that? Yeah, because science, do. at that point, it's, when does at it, that point, its brain does not even develop. Or well, why, when why when does, does it become it? a child? I would say when it's... Probably somewhere in that eighth month and the seventh month where it starts to develop those organs and start to think for itself and to kick and that kind of thing. All I'm saying is why? Why what? Why isn't that uh, basically, for all intents and purposes, a human? What, what, Just because it doesn't have a brain? I mean, that seems weird. What calculates no, the threshold for humanity? Me. It doesn't seem weird. Right, but to you, that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm just trying, because a lot of people will argue that that is a person, right, from the point of conception. Yeah. So, well, is, so is, how do you, is my sperm... Uh, so is no, that, I said from the point of conception. Okay, my point of conception is like literally a millisecond after my sperm goes into someone's vagina. Yeah, I don't think but it's a millisecond, already, but nevertheless, that's the point. Yeah. It has started. Uh, okay, fine. I still don't see it. I just don't. Right? Why? You have to have a justification behind it. <laughs> it's just simple to me. It's just it's not a person. Why? Because of because it's not developed yet. It's it's but it's, it's developing. It's, it's in the yeah. process. I, right. So what? I mean, that's it's so yeah. We have to develop a, find a line there, and we can think. We don't we can, have to find a line. Well, we, we can, can say fi- conception. Well, so the no, thing, we don't. We the don't. thing is, but I, oh, right. I, but now you have to find the line. I've just said that it's it's where the brain develops. I think that was it. Okay. So but the, if, but the standard line that exists is right around twenty three weeks, uh, twenty three to twenty six weeks. I okay. just I just heard someone talking about this essentially. So the the line that we have right now is based on viability. So when can the uh, baby be taken from the womb and still survive? That is a line that is constantly moving. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Thirty years ago, that line was somewhere around eight eight to seven months. It had to be almost completely formed. But technology has gotten us to the point where it can be around, you know, three months. Can we arguably clone a person though now? Like Um, we can take, I mean, we can also, we we don't have a completely artificial womb. So we, we, those, those first, like, I think it's three or four months. We we haven't figured out how to get that outside of a woman's body yet. Okay. Exactly. Mm -hmm. But past that four months or whatever that, that 22 week mark is, then the embryo or the, the baby essentially 
essentially is viable enough to live in an incubator. So it's able to live outside of the womb. But before that, it would die if you took it out of the womb. Well, so that's our legal is definition. Is the brain currently. developed at that point then? Um, well, it, I mean, there is a stem. There's there's a stem at like I want to say like three or three to five weeks. Does that or mean developed? I'm just simply trying to answer Joey's point, which he's saying that once the once the brain is they developed, they need to be able to test nine, some sort of consciousness. That's what I mean. Consciousness? Wow. It's not consciousness. Like you're fucking yeah. like several months old. No, I don't believe that. You might not believe it. That's what the do case. you mean? No. no, that doesn't make sense. What do you mean? They, they well, absolutely can. They they found that they can hear stuff when they're in the womb. They, we we have well, to do a whole do show on what we've defined yeah. as consciousness. Right. That's um, that, yeah. That's a whole different argument. Um, you I know, don't think that that's that. Okay. I, all I'm saying far, is that all I'm saying is that at at the moment I don't think you've convinced me that that this arbitrary thing of just the brain being developed that's kind of vague makes it a human you know what i mean because the argument you, could be that it's just a, that this hypothetically and, speaking from the point of consent if we were able to develop a, a womb right then it then it could then theoretically it could live outside across the board and you could just develop it and but, what why is that not a person and also That's your brain is not fully developed until you're about 23 so does that mean we can have abortions until the age of twenty three? Like, right, I that's mean, the point too. They, that's you know, not what I meant. Well, no, but we I know, mean, we it, know, but that's the that's that's the problem, though. That's the you have to be kind of rationally justified in it. I know this is all a slippery slope argument. I just think it's, it's not silly. a slippery slope argument at all. Yes, it is. That's what he was just saying. He was just saying he's making the slippery slope all the way right. to twenty three. That's always my argument. Right. <laughs> Fair enough. That is a slippery slope. That is a slippery slope argument. But it's but what it's well, actually no. doing is exposing the issue that you kind of have. I see. I see your point. But I just don't I don't quite have a problem with it. I just don't see any issues aborting a baby at all. I just don't I don't know why. Well, you could also just say that you can you can you can say fine. It's a, I know what I'm saying is you can just you can grant the fact that it is a human from the point of conception. And yet you still don't have a problem with it because of the fact that it it is outweighed by our own bodily autonomy. Fair enough, but I still don't see. I mean, I think if I knew more of the science, I would be able to kind of back you up more. I just honestly don't know enough. I'm just, but I, but I certainly would be able to tell you at six months, blah 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 is being developed, and blah 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 is being developed, and blah, or five months. We could look at that stuff, and that would probably be more of a guide. I think. Well, I'll put it this way: I'm, a, you've, you and the in the violin argument, right? We're sort of siding with the pro-lifers. I know, right? Yeah, which is fine. And so, but that, but then how were you, how are you able to justify your belief as being pro-choice without that? And I haven't heard that yet. I just told you, I think it's more of a, I mean, I, I don't know how much more specific I can be because I, I don't, I, like I said, I don't have no, the specifics in my brain. So I not, don't know. It's not the science of it. It's just the rationale. That's all no, I know. No, but the science is the rationale. That's okay, my point. That's fair. And we're also so talking about a subject that is deeply personal and more uh, akin to a gut instinct than it is a actual scientific fact, yeah. um, especially when we're talking about the viability issue, because that is something that is continually changing with our technology. The, the further along we get, the less and less time it takes that you actually need to be in that womb. And the estimates are within about the next 30 years or so, we will have the ability to have a completely artificial womb. So at that point, the argument is almost completely voided because we have viability from conception. Well, not if you don't consider that to be a human. 
Well, that that's the thing. So, I mean, if we're going to base viability ba- or based, uh, you know, the yeah, I know that's a, why it's important. Yeah, I understand. I agree with you. I agree with you. That's what, and that's the only reason why I kept questioning because it's, it's, it's important. Too. It's it's important to determine it. Uh, I would I, I I actually don't care. I would determine. I would say it's a. I would say it's a person from the point of conception. I, I don't I don't have a problem with that. It just it's it solves all the issues, right? It solves mm-hmm. the problem. If you, if your point is the, because that's a basically a huge pro life argument where the fact that no, it's a person. You're killing a person and killing it. All killing is wrong. Therefore abortion is wrong. And I, I, I obviously don't agree with that because I'm still saying, no, there are implications to your own bodily autonomy. But when the second you step into mandating the fact that you are no longer allowed to have an abortion because of the fact that I don't think I don't feel you are under any moral obligation to bring it to term, necessarily speaking, um, under some instances, there are sure under some instances, not. But nevertheless, you are you have complete control over your own body. And that's where I stand. And so I don't care. I'll grant the fact that it is a person. And I don't like the fact that we are killing a person. But look, I also would not like the fact that you'd be restricting a person's own personal ownership of themselves. That's that's essentially where I stand on the abortion issue. And we've talked about the freakonomics issue before the uh, the societal benefit yeah, of abortion. I guess that's fair. Um, but. As far as being intolerant of it, <laughs> um, I don't know, man. That's... <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. Do you know, You're Sasha? Looking at me. <laughs> no, I... are you guys saying you don't know because a female is sitting here? Please be honest. Oh, no. I don't want you guys to do <laughs> no, that. No, I was literally because... saying I don't know, man, because that's how we end the show usually. Okay. <laughs> I 100% know. <laughs> I absolutely do know. But as far as how intolerant I should be toward intolerance, how do I solve How do I solve those who yeah. are intolerant of abortion? How do I yeah. solve those who don't allow women to drive? How do I solve those who have an irrational belief? Yeah. I, I don't know, man. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. You know how we were talking about um, the fact that saying something may bring someone's attention to it. And if other people continue to say the same thing, maybe over time their ideas will change. Maybe it's one of those. Like if next time we feel offended or feel like we should be intolerable to something or someone's actions, see if we can say something or do something to help it or make us just feel like, you know, we're not tolerating something that we don't agree with. And maybe over time, like, we'll understand. I think the conversation should start, basically, is what I'm saying. And then over time, you'll understand how far you will go for a certain cause and what you will stand for. When the politicians (laughs) keep politicking before you turn to excessive drinking, spend some time collectively politinkering with the show where I don't know, man. Cause the truth is, I don't know, man. I just, I don't know, man. I don't know, man. I don't know. Tolerate this.